everyone, Kitty here. Before we dive into the podcast, I wanted to give you a couple of reminders. The first is that we touch on a lot of sensitive subjects that could be possible emotional and trauma triggers for people. If there are any topics that you're sensitive to, we recommend that before you watch any of the movies or listen to our podcasts, you check the website doesthedogdie.com. Also, this podcast is not kid-friendly and not safe for work. Please listen responsibly. Finally, this podcast contains spoilers. If you're like me and don't like spoilers, please watch the movie before listening. Thank you, and happy haunting. This is Hounds of Horror with Max. What is a non-fatal murder? <laughs> Victor. No, you're no, stupid. Doesn't matter how close you live to your house. But anyway. <laughs> and Kitty. A That's lot. a lot of words for I'm trying something instead of porn. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> are we uh are we doing this thing i don't know why it's fine i'm victor i'm max <laughs> and i'm kitty <laughs> welcome to hounds of horror the podcast i start the podcast as though i have any ability to keep it on track <laughs> This I week, don't. it's technically my my turn to keep it on track. Good luck. I also didn't make our tangent tokens yet, which That's I said fine. I was going to do, but I didn't. It's totally fine. We are currently recording in Amenoptra. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Book of the Dead lying open here. So we are Hounds of Horror, and you can reach us at houndsofhorrorpod at gmail.com, if you so choose. Not the Hounds of Horror at gmail.com just hounds of horror just but without the just part like yes. it's only ho- wait it is <laughs> colon hounds of horror pod at gmail.com you can also see us on facebook and instagram and all of that i haven't really been doing much with you that can see the days. things we post on there you won't necessarily see us although although max has very recently helmed the development of our new artwork so hopefully we'll be unveiling that soon it looks really cool mm-hmm. true truth actually by the time this episode is out i will i would say that okay <laughs> that's a bold statement what you i thought you i had to make some changes to it doing over there vic i mean i guess this episode isn't gonna be up for a while i was trying to look something up but um i mean you act like I have this really important task, Vic. and literally all I do is say my name, and then you guys talk for like 30 minutes about who was in this movie, who directed it, and what dogs were in it. No well, dogs in this one. No. <laughs> but it's count? important. Unless you count What's-Her-Face. There's a beaver. A beaver? Wow. It's mascot. I guess. Mascot beaver. Oh, man. All right. So let's get started. This week we did my pick. It was Freaky, which was a 2020 movie directed by Christopher Landon and written by Michael Kennedy and Christopher Landon. I'm only mentioning the two characters who played the body switching roles. The other ones I don't really know from anything. That's not true. And I will tell you why you're wrong once you're done with yours. Okay. Uh, we have Catherine Newton playing Millie Kessler. Uh, she was also Alex in Paranormal Activity 4, which I've never seen. Who did she play? 
Alex. Oh, Millie. The sister. Kessler. The main girl. Oh, the main. Oh, okay. You said Alex. Oh, okay. I don't. I don't. <laughs> the Paranormal Activity movies after the first one, they all just blend together, and I don't remember anything else about. I never saw anything after the first one. Uh, and we also have Vince Vaughn playing the Blissfield Butcher. The Blissfield Butcher. I didn't realize yeah, how big really... he actually was. He's a big guy. <laughs> yeah, I had no he... idea he was that tall. He has really, really long <laughs> legs. He's got like, some lankers. Lankers. I also really like Vince Vaughn, spoiler alert. I think he's a pretty fantastic actor all around. Um, so, <laughs> not really anybody else that was all that important in the movie, but the shop teacher was yes. played by the guy who plays Ferris Bueller's best friend in Ferris yes. Bueller's Day Off. I've only seen parts of that movie, like, oh. 13 years ago, so... I can't remember the actor's name or the name of the character, but that's him. <laughs> Nick, I think was his name. No school would hire a teacher like that. Are you uh, fucking kidding me? I'm sure there's probably some students who have teachers that they thought were like that. And maybe they weren't. Maybe they were. But yeah, pretty much everyone in this movie who starts acting like an asshole, you immediately know they're either going to die or they're about to die now. <laughs> I had a teacher, actually, um, a journalism teacher, that was mean as fuck to me like one day he was a hard-boiled journalist it was like (laughs) i forget exactly what ended up happening um that like was the final straw but i decided to drop the class because this teacher was constantly being a bitch to me and so i approached her and i was like hey i'm dropping this class and she was like that's probably for the best i don't think you have what it takes and i was like Wow, but she was always she was always hanging out with popular kids. Like she felt like wanted to feel like she was back in high school. It was really gross. Wow. Yeah. So I wonder if she still teaches there. Anyway, see, I would have kept pushing the subject until I made her cry. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been more likely to cry first because I'm a crier. So. Sounded <laughs> <laughs> like uh, tanks from. <laughs> That old gaming system, Atari. Atari, yeah. Excuse me. Game over. <laughs> Tank over. All right. Do so we this... have um? Oh, phobia or anything? Do you have phobia? Nope. I don't really know how I would or what I would nail down. No fear of waking up in a body that's not yours. There probably is, but it would take longer to find it than the five minutes that I spent searching for it. And I apologize. Maybe there is. Maybe there's something really cool and I would be able to talk about it, but I couldn't find anything. So, no. There is a psychological condition where you're convinced that everybody in your life has been replaced by pod people. Yes. Pod people. And, like, you're scared of everybody. Or actors. Yeah, because you you think that, like, all of the important people in your life have been replaced. It usually, like, occurs after serious head trauma. That's something that a lot of, um, in one fashion or another, or some some aspect of it usually bleeds into um, schizophrenia. But, all right, so, this movie starts out with a trope of teenagers telling stories around a fire. going to complain about that, but I guess it's on purpose. So Yeah, this movie does a lot of things that <laughs> on are purpose. on purpose. <laughs> yeah. All right, so you have four teenagers, and they're all hanging out, drinking, and there's, of course, like, the douchey, 
annoying kid that's all like, hey, I'm going to tell jokes and just be a big dick. And he I ends would up, argue that three of them are the douchey annoying kids. Well, in this instance, he was primarily the douchey okay. annoying kid. And so <laughs> he accidentally spills beer, cheap beer, on the girl that's sitting next to him. I didn't commit any of their names to memory. It's probably It's like. irrelevant. Yeah, probably. <laughs> and um, so she goes inside to get club soda to try and get beer out of her shirt. But her main complaint was that it smelled like beer. And I don't think that club soda really eliminates scent. I don't think so. But it's more of a stain thing. <laughs> the douchey kid goes in, too, because the other douchey blonde kid... Uh, like nods him away like I want to have sex so leave and so he does and he says that with his eyes yeah <laughs> Um. so he goes in and is not being of any help whatsoever and he pulls this old knife out of a box and the girl who got shit spilled on her was all like, yeah, whoever's dad this house is, he's an art collector, just because they need a reason for him to have all this weird shit. Basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't remember why. I guess separation of church and death. He goes <laughs> downstairs <laughs> by himself, and he finds the wine cellar. Yes. Or, well, it's like a wine rack in a cellar. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't have its own designated room. No. And he breaks a bottle of Montrachet. He's like, oh, here's the good stuff. And then breaks it. And then is like, oh, they're going to kill me. As if they wouldn't have known if he had opened it and drank it. I guess that's better than dumping it all on the floor. I guess. You don't know what his end game was. It was very red. It's a very red wine. Hmm. It like stained the concrete, which I thought was weird. But... I also thought it was weird that they had, like, a straight concrete floor in their basement. I don't know. Like, it, they're super wealthy, clearly, and they don't have, like, I don't know. Like a projection in. screen. and <laughs> They don't have, like, lock-in place flooring laminate on their floor. I don't know. <laughs> like a concrete slab that opens up to a swimming pool. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, whose pick is it tonight? Mine. No. no, no. Uh, who's, I thought you meant whose pick was this movie. Uh, it is Vix. It is mine. It's Vic, Vic, Vix, 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 Vix. <laughs> um, so one th- they did a couple of things here that I appreciated, uh, but I don't know. I feel like they were intentionally trying to play on tropes because they wanted to, to say, ha we're self-aware and we're funny. But all they did was just sort of mimic tropes. They didn't really make fun of them or do anything with them, which was a little disappointing because I kind of thought that's what this movie was going to be. And all they kind of did was was just redo tropes, but sort of make it seem like they were doing it as a joke and therefore it was okay. And it just felt a little flat for me at times. But the first moment of that was where he's he drops the wine bottle and then he does like three or four takes where he goes down and picks up a piece of glass and then he puts it up top and then he goes down and picks up a piece of glass. And every time you know that Thurston's going to be back there, you know the killer's going to be back there. Oh, it's like- to clarify, these brats were talking about the Blissfield Butcher right. around the campfire. <laughs> and that every homecoming he kills kids, teenagers. And that he started it in 1977. <laughs> Which I guess is and possible. Then- Vince Vaughn is not... 
my mother's age and she graduated in 1977. Calling so. your mom out. But also the blonde, I think she was blonde. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. And I shouldn't identify her by an identifying trait. But the annoying one out of the four says they were all annoying. They were all annoying. <laughs> the one annoying girl that dies last says <laughs> something like, oh, that's just when they started the rumors to get to to keep kids in line to keep them from doing immoral things at homecoming. But really the actual killings didn't start until I think she says like the late eighties or early two thousands or something like that. Oh, I remember her saying okay. something along those lines that it didn't actually start. Like there, there weren't any real killings, but every year people add on to the legend and they add on to the lore. So I think the, what we're supposed to take away from that uh, clunky exposition giving was that the killings actually started like 30 years ago. 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah, so Wine Kids cleaning up his wine glass. And, uh, wine Kids cleaning up <laughs> his wine. This is actually one of my favorite deaths in the movie. Yeah. But, oh uh, God, I'm so sorry. I have giant feet and I can't stop kicking things. Vince Vaughn grabs him and heaves him up onto the wine rack and then jams the broken bottle into his mouth and breaks it. Yeah. He pushes it down pretty good and then he shatters it and it gets sticking out of his neck. I thought it was a corked bottle. Like, I thought it was a new corked bottle that he pulled off the rack and starts shoving down his throat and then hits him in the throat and breaks the, the neck, I guess, into his neck, I, I guess. I don't know why you thought that. I don't know. I guess it's just what I thought. I thought it was a new one, too. Like a corked mm-hmm. bottle. That's two mm-hmm. two versus three. I mean, two versus one. <laughs> <laughs> Unanimous decision from the two of us. You weren't in the room. It was a unanimous decision between the two of us that were present at the time. But that was a clever death, and I did appreciate that. I don't remember how the next two kids died. I remember the last girl. Um, the <laughs> the the second girl, or the first girl, I mean, um, got toilet seated to death. Oh, that's mm-hmm. right. And then the blonde kid got tennis racketed to death. He broke the tennis racket in half and then jammed uh. <laughs> either end into mm-hmm. his head so it was like it sticking like one of those, out like arrow hat yeah. style yeah. <laughs> yosemite sam style yeah yes. uh, and then he whips a i guess a like javelin a spear. Yeah. it's a really short spear it doesn't look like it should have the accuracy that it does so i called it a javelin a javelin is but it's shorter than that it's like not even two feet it's probably maybe two feet long if that I, identifying weapons correctly is important to me. <laughs> but it was a good throw. It was, it was good a throw. good throw. Drives itself into the wall, which is important. Mm-hmm. Um, but she manages to escape, um, Vince. And he's wearing a mask that I don't know what tribe that's from. But Yeah, they kind of foreshadow it a little bit. It, it by... looks like a cross between the, the Jason and the Michael masks. A little Jason bit. Kind of. Oh, I was thinking more like Leatherface, but yeah. It <laughs> looks like it's made of some type of animal flesh, and it's crudely stitched together. Better than I could do, but crudely stitched together in a r- ritualistic fashion. And they're panning across all these different um, masks in the hallway, and there's one missing, and it seems very bum, obvious. Bum. Um, but uh, this is where their trope of Jason starts, where he, he very obviously has kind of like a sort of quick shuffle walk instead of actually running at people like Jason does. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got that same kind of uh, dark colored clothing and really broad shoulder sort of just shuffling gait. And it was very reminiscent of Jason. Um, he uh, chases after her, can't find her, and then she pops her head out of what is essentially a secret room. Yeah. Maybe a panic <laughs> room. We don't know. Which I would have stayed in. Mm-hmm. 
And this bitch comes out of it. Like, stay there. Yeah. <sighs> and then she hears her, her dad pulling up and says, Daddy, and then goes to run as though there isn't still a murderer somewhere in the yeah. house. <laughs> I don't care, like, how strong you think your your dad is. No, you don't. Just stay where, the, where you are. He clearly didn't find you the first time. But she runs out, and he grabs her and hefts her up onto the impaled javelin on the wall. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Yeah. And that's where we have the Halloween reference. We actually just saw this one not that long ago. We just watched it. Where he sticks the guy up to the wall with a kitchen knife yeah. and then just sort of watches him for a few seconds before <laughs> walking away. And that's when he starts hearing the call from Dola. The Xanadu. Oh. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> Boo wee. Uh, and I guess the the knife is calling to him and he gets it and that starts our wacky situation. Freaky situation. That's the one. <laughs> I think you're freaky. We jump and over. I like you a lot. Jump over to Millie. And she's waking up in her horribly wallpapered room. Mm-hmm. Who's on that poster? I don't know who the dude is. She does have a pitch perfect two poster in her room though. Have to look again. Yeah, but yeah. she kisses it every morning, like a weirdo. <laughs> like a weirdo. Yeah, nobody kisses posters. They wake up in the mornings. <laughs> That'd be weird. <laughs> so she goes out, and they give you a little exposition. Her dad was a police officer and had died a year earlier. Was he a police officer? I missed that completely. I did too. <laughs> there, there was a police coat in his uh, closet that we see later. That's probably her sister. Are you sure that wasn't the sister? I'm Char. Oh. She grabs the leather jacket. The fucking I bitch thought that sister. it was her her dad's closet. Because you thought like, her dad had a slim fit yes. leather red jacket? Okay. Red leather jacket? <laughs> no. When, when I first saw it. Her dad was a big guy. When I first saw it, I thought that it was like a terrible jacket from the 90s or the 70s. That's the one. And that's why he was taking it. And I didn't understand. I was like, how did he take that terrible looking jacket and make it look cute? I don't understand. No, I'm pretty but, sure. like a Tyler Durden leather jacket. Uh, I think it was made to be slim fit, like for, for a, a female frame. But yes, you're not wrong. It was the style, I think. But... Um, we get some exposition about, about the dad dying and it's really interesting who may or may not Mary. have been a police officer. May, We're not sure. I may have made all of that up. His, his daughter, her sister is now a police officer. She's yes. a total bitch. You, you have such a hard time with strong female characters. <laughs> she's just like, I forget what shit she was saying to Millie when, like, breakfast was there. And she's, like, being mm. a bitch to her mom. And She is kind of being really cold. And maybe she's taking out some... And then again, the mom is also drinking pretty I mean, heavily. Yeah. So the mom's not doing a great job. No. But none of them are really being that great. And Millie's just kind of ignoring all of it. So <laughs> none of them are really being super healthy in this situation. Yeah, I think Shar was attempting a, a tough love approach to Millie to try and get her to stop always considering their mother's feelings first because mm. their mother clearly was not considering their feelings because as they show like two seconds later there's an empty bottle of alcohol in the trash that we're supposed to assume was consumed all in one night yeah also i should point out that at this point 
Millie is really ugly and unattractive. And of course, she doesn't have any friends because her hair is curly and it's down around her shoulders. and She's not wearing (laughs) lipstick. So she's clearly not attractive at all. She has a middle part because apparently, according to Gen Z, millennials are the only ones that have side parts and wear skinny jeans. (laughs) Get fucked, Gen Z. (sighs) So she... I do not have a problem with all strong women characters. (laughs) (laughs) Just when they're a fucking asshole. That's going to eat at you (laughs) that I said that. Like, what's her? Gina, um, she's the tough lady from Deadpool. Gina Carano? Gina Carano. Yeah. She's in The Mandalorian. I know. Basically the same character. That's why I started watching it. She's not super strong. Oh my God. I mean, she's strong in the, the metaphorical sense, but she's not like she's super, super hot physically strong and super strong in actuality. So, like, what's not to like is what I want to know. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, Millie leaves and gets ready for school and goes to meet up with Nyla and Josh, her two friends, her quirky friends. <laughs> and <laughs> Josh is a foul-mouthed gay man and <laughs> Nyla is a beautiful strong female character and just neither of them take each other's shit but neither of them take any shit from anybody else either which is kind of fun <laughs> I don't know I like them a lot um <laughs> and uh uh Josh makes some disgusting questionable comments about his friends and <laughs> I don't even remember what they were and t- to be entirely honest at this point I don't remember Par- I kind of tuned them out <laughs> parking planes I remember that and I was wondering if that was supposed to be a metaphor for a relationship or a penis oh. this is where he was like talking about like raping somebody oh that was yeah. the gay guy um, he what said was his gonna, name again Josh he Josh. said he was going to take advantage of drunk straight boys who were by for a night who thought they wanted to Pretend being bi for a night or something. Who were like fluid, that. who got a couple drinks That's and then right. became fluid. <laughs> she was like, sounds kind of rapey. And he was like, I don't care. <laughs> and I thought, I do. <laughs> I it's, I don't know. I kind of took issue with that. Still <laughs> kind of weird. You know, it's, it's sort of weird. <sighs> and then his his excuse is that, have you seen what's on the menu in this town? His, his justification for taking, taking advantage of potentially in, impaired people was that he got onto a, a game match site grinder and there uh, presumably it was their version of grinder and there was the uh like the mailman who i guess we do see later yeah and, and he's like <laughs> he's trying to pull off some kind of like seductive pose or whatever which you know <laughs> fuck you <laughs> he's but like the issue is is that josh is has just turned 18 right they acknowledge that a little while later yeah but he i mean he's an 18 year old kid and i think what he was getting at was that all of his options on Grinder were like middle-aged, closeted men. <laughs> right, and for some reason that makes it okay to take care or to take advantage of people who are whose judgment have been impaired by imbuing of alcohol. But anyway, I guess we'll move past that because it's just sort of weird. And they call it again; they call attention to it, and therefore it's okay because they're kind of making fun of it, and they just move past it. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Um, they go in for, well, Millie's walking through the hall and that kid comes up and barks in her face. <laughs> oh, yeah. <sighs> it must be the kid from, um, uh, God damn it! what is that show called? 
Twin Peaks. I never saw it. There's <laughs> Which kid? A, there's a kid in there who thought he was a dog. Maybe. I don't remember. It's been so long since <laughs> I watched that show. So um so good but yeah and then she gets cornered by the popular girl and her ryler Riler. oh my god sorry you named your daughter ryler if, if you couldn't decide between riley and tyler and you went with ryler you picked the worst of both names trust me <laughs> and you created something that's far worse than tyler and Riley or tyler and what did i say riley yeah i either of those names are usually reserved for shitty people in movies at least <laughs> But man, combining the two of them, you were just guaranteed to have a shitty fucking character. Well, if you could just settle down. Um, <laughs> Hold on one no, second. No, I will not. <laughs> I guess, um, I think her first class of the day is shop, shop. class. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how she's late for it. I don't, I don't know. understand. They don't, yeah, they don't explain that at all. But she sits next to Booker. Booker. Booker DeWitt. All I can think of is Booker T., who was a professional wrestler. Like, that's all I can think of whenever <laughs> okay. I hear the name Booker. But, anyway. They call him Booker Hooker at some point. And I don't know if that's just their cute name for him or if his last name is actually Hooker. Booker Hooker. No, it's not. They <laughs> okay. had it listed on IMDb. But, okay. Um, she, she walks in and her teacher's all like, late again, Millie. <laughs> and she's like, I won't do it again. And he's like, Haha, yeah, doubt that. Haha. <laughs> And He's not a French mustache twirl <laughs> villain. I mean, he could be. Welcome to shop class. Oh, ha, ha, you want it again? Oh, ha. But he is a total dick. And, uh, he really huge is. Twat. And I guess she he said that her project was due on Monday. So she didn't have it ready for whatever day this is. Friday, I guess. Yeah. It was the 12th. And... She was supposed to have it due on the 16th. It was due on the 16th. She was supposed and to have he's just like, well, I don't give a shit. You should have had it done by now. And I'm like, yeah. what the fuck? Like, <laughs> I don't think teachers are allowed to do that. I guess I just had a different life than a lot of these movie people. Yeah. Like, I didn't put up with shit when I was in high school from anybody. So, <laughs> yeah, I, the, teachers I, included. <laughs> I know that it might be different for girls. Ooh, sorry. I know it might be different for girls, but if a group of my peers surrounded me and started making low-key... Uh, jabs at me i would probably punch one of them and then walk away <laughs> she just i mean i that was the point was that she was learning to have a backbone i guess that was the point of this whole story but still well it took she never would have learned it if <laughs> it took an impossible she been in the body of a and psychopath <laughs> so hard lesson to learn that one um so he's a total putz and yeah, a douche. And, he's an asshole. Yeah. And like he, him, I would have spit right in his face if he was my teacher talking to me like that. They're mm. making a doghouse. Like, mm. they're supposed to be making a doghouse. And some jocks up there and, like, he has, like, running water in his doghouse and, like, speakers and shit. <laughs> and the teacher's like, why can't you be more like these assholes? <laughs> yeah. uh, I would have waited for him to get really close and then pulled a pocket of sawdust or a handful <laughs> of sawdust out of my pocket and blew it in his face. Yeah. My shop teacher was nice. He was really nice. He didn't give a shit what we did as long as we did something. <laughs> yeah. And showed it to him and he'd be like, okay. <laughs> I got in trouble for drawing on somebody's shop drawing one time because I was really jealous because their drawing was better than mine. <laughs> a shop drawing. So blueprints. You got jealous of somebody's blueprints. <laughs> yep. God. High school with you must have been a blast. It was middle school. I was like 12. <laughs> my shop teacher was my dad and he didn't really care just as long as we got the job done 
good enough, not even right. <laughs> but but seriously, the only way to teach children how to do woodworking is to legitimately make woodworking part of their everyday life. Otherwise, they're not going to learn it and they're not going to keep it as a skill. I mean, that, that's the same with anything. Like, yeah. The way that, I mean, you were homeschooled, so that you don't you haven't been to a public school so you don't know how it's set up but at least the way that ours was set up was that we had nine weeks each of home economics shop and i can't remember what the other two were like two other random things and so i mean i retained literally nothing God, I from any of circles those. around all of you i would have been able to cook and sew and woodwork <laughs> So, yeah, like, I mean, unless you took, uh, you had the option of taking them as electives then later on, but if you didn't take anything beyond that nine weeks, obviously it's not a skill that you're going to retain, so. I chose shop every year I could possibly take it because I wouldn't have to do anything. (laughs) We were supposed to build a project out of wood and I built like the frame for a catapult, but that's all the further I got and I still got an A, so. I glued two pieces of wood together. Oh, that's great. (laughs) That's basically... I had like a rectangular box of wood, and he's like, okay. You draw a smiley face on it, and you make Clank from Ed and Eddie. That's your final project. I would have been great with like those kinds of physical skills, but then they would have been like, Victor, tell me about Pangea. And I would have said, is it the capital of Africa? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes. Public school is really interesting. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Sorry, way off topic. I don't yeah. know whose tangent that was, so let's just say it's That's half mine. a tangent from all. Okay. <laughs> it's mine. Um, so <laughs> I claim it as mine. <laughs> um, so <laughs> uh, they go to the game, and Millie, of course, is the mascot. Yeah, again, because she's so unattractive and so low on the social totem pole that she's going to be the stupid mascot. She's the beaver. Not to digress, but <laughs> I remember our mascot, and I still don't exactly know who was in it, but I think I know. Because <laughs> when they were wearing the mascot thing, they flirted with me a lot. It was a secret. It was kind of fun, because like, I'd be at a game, and like they'd come like straight to me, and like... Um, well, I mean, I... <laughs> I don't know if this will make it better or worse, but the mascot at our high school was pretty much reserved strictly for gay men. Like... <laughs> Well, I know the mascot was a woman. I know that. Well, a woman, a girl, I guess at that time. (laughs) The guys who wanted to be cheerleaders, but like their dads wouldn't let them or something for some reason. (laughs) Ended up being the mascot. What what was the mascot? Was it like a a cat or something? Wild cat? Well, I saw the mascot coming out of the ladies' locker room. So I'm, I mean, (laughs) it also had a distinctly feminine curve to it, you know, but. What mascot <laughs> uniform did they have that you could discern any of that? It looked like uh, a thought, but it looked like any other fucking high school mascot, like okay. brown, like suit, and then like the head with like ears on it. Did you say it was like, some type of cat. Because <laughs> it was some type of cat. It wasn't. It was an, an amorphous, just cat-like thing. It wasn't even really specific. It didn't have stripes. I don't think <laughs> it was gray. Our. <laughs> <laughs> Our mascot was the bison, and every school has bison as their mascot. Oh God! Yeah. yeah. So oh. um, <laughs> we're not even ten minutes into this movie. <laughs> it's going the way it always does every week. 
So a lot of this is going to be cutouts. People are going to have no idea what we were talking about. It, it felt really oh, good. Is the point they got an emergency alert on their phones? Yeah, yeah. and it was like the most ridiculous emergency alert I've ever seen. They don't fucking send those. No, like there has been four students murdered in this. Yeah. House. They don't send out emergency alerts that say that. Well, they do send out emergency alerts. They mentioned that somebody had escaped from a penitentiary in the message and that they were on the loose. So, no, they would not have included the fact that there were already four victims. (laughs) But they do send out alerts whenever dangerous people are on the loose and there's like a police chase. I'm not arguing that. I'm arguing they don't word it that way. No. Yeah, they don't send out specifics. (laughs) There's a bloodthirsty murderer running around killing students. You could be next. (laughs) Emergency alert over. (laughs) Somebody call Loomis. (laughs) So... <laughs> I've been staring at his house all day. And they're like, there's no way they're going to cancel Homecoming. And they, like, then it cuts away and they're at Homecoming. Like, they're at <laughs> the Homecoming game. And the game, but not the dance. No. And that's when all the beavers are there and stuff. And beaver. And then all the fucking high school. sure that's a sexual thing. Pretty sure it is. And then I think that's part of the joke, I guess. And then all the uh, players. One of, the, one of them says the only beaver nobody will ever touch. <laughs> Again, because she's and it's so also unattractive. <laughs> she's so unattractive because her hair is down and she's not wearing lipstick. Oh my God, she's so ugly. What the fuck's up with these? And then, yeah, they're typical fucking high school assholes. there's assholes in high school. Archetypes are like, oh, let's go over and like, let's go pick on the beaver for whatever fucking reason. And they do. <laughs> what the fuck? such like paper thin characters which i mean so these assholes are being assholes and her friends ask after the game if she wants a ride and she says no because her her mom's sorry there's that sherman going by again um no because her mom's gonna come pick her up so she tells her friends no and then she sits on a park bench for presumably like four or five hours (laughs) Long like, enough for everyone else to leave. To clear out. And <laughs> I don't know if you've ever been trying to leave a high school football game, but it takes, like, years. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's nearly impossible. I'm also pretty sure that, like, faculty can't leave until all the students are gone. Well, nobody cares about Millie. No. She's not hot. I guess nobody does. <laughs> not even Millie. <laughs> so instead of, I don't know. She calls her sister... Who's like, can you come pick me up? Her sister picks up her mom's phone. Oh. Because she comes home from her long shift. So instead of calling anyone else. Yeah, she works like 16 hour shifts. Right. Especially (laughs) because there were just four teenagers who were brutally murdered. But instead of calling anyone else at at like the two hour mark and saying, hey, mom isn't here to pick me up. Can you come and get me? Like her friends or her friend's parents or her sister or anyone else in the town because they're potentially a murderer on the loose. And I know that she doesn't think it's going to happen, but whatever. After multiple hours, she's still sitting there. And then she eventually looks up and who does she see? But (laughs) Mike Myers. I mean, the butcher. Yes, basically. (laughs) And there's convenient fog. Yes. Murder fog. (laughs) She starts yelling at him. My mom will be here any second. <laughs> don't you come near me. <laughs> I don't know what I would do. I don't know if I would yell or if I would just get up and walk away. <laughs> I think I would just sit there and be like, ah, oh, fucking course. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Oh, my God. Um, and she hijinks ensue. He chases her. Um, she finds she- a hiding spot that works and then immediately bends it. <laughs> Why? She's still running around in her beaver 
body too. In her beaver. Floop, in her floop, beaver. Floop, floop. And she's fast enough to get away from him the first time, but then not when they're on open ground, apparently. Oh, and she tries, like, in order to, <laughs> to get into the field, she has to, like, go through the locked gate. And she's tiny enough that she can fit. And then he comes over and, like, it's not locked. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess not. Because <laughs> he's supposed to be strong, but he's not supernaturally strong. And uh, so he kicks the gate and it just opens. And... The chain falls off gently. <laughs> Go ahead. Try to kick a chain gate open with your foot. Let's see how long it takes you to kick your way through that. A chain link chain gate. <laughs> it's like elastic whenever you kick it. It just bounces right back yeah. at you. <laughs> this was my imagination. Now I feel comfortable. Um... <laughs> I'm happy. Hold on. I got to kick my stand again. <laughs> All it's right. a kickstand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he kicks his way through a chain link gate and uh, tackles her on the 50-yard line. <laughs> <laughs> the 30, the 40, he might go all the way. Nope, not quite. Nope. <laughs> Would have been better if a ref came out. 15-yard so. <laughs> penalty, intentional stabbing. Personal foul. <laughs> I don't know sports. <laughs> I have a red card. <laughs> and he he pulls up the dola and the dola, la dola. Whenever he goes to Stabber, they get transported to that thing from Alien versus Predator. Yes, it to is like a ziggurat kind of. I yeah. was gonna say ziggurat. You took well, I, I wanted to say it first. So. You did, and uh, you just have, you have this knowledge of of ancient like sacrificial sites, Mayan or Aztec ziggurat or something. Yeah, because for those, it's kind of cool. Like he pulls the knife up and yeah. like the whole thing melts away and they're on top of this ziggurat in a cloudy moonlit presumably stormy. where they would sacrifice people presumably yes because they used to do that because they thought if they didn't do it then the sun wouldn't come up again <laughs> i shouldn't laugh about yeah. it it's not <laughs> funny <laughs> there were a lot of sacrifices it's not funny but i mean thousands cultures. upon thousands just it's amazing the technology know. that they had to get shit done but then they also killed people for their it gods not, I, <laughs> to yeah. keep themselves virile yeah who looks up at the sun and says oh no i better start killing people or else this won't happen anymore i just don't understand that line of thinking what was that yonan vasquez he made invader zim and then before that he made like johnny murderer guy remember that johnny murder guy? remember invader zim before that, he had, like, this graphic novel, like, this guy would murder people and then paint their blood on a wall. I vaguely know what you're talking about. Mm. To keep a monster from coming yeah. out. I can't bag this up. I'll have to look it up. But I'm pretty sure some ancient sacrificial culture had, it, like, a temple that was just covered in blood. Oh, yeah. I would believe it. To yeah. keep Mayan and a monster in. did, like, they were flooded with blood. I remember talking about it in my anthropology blood, class blood. and just being like... They didn't teach us this in seventh grade. Like, <laughs> it was insane. This is how many other cultures were awful, but not Americans. Americans were great. Don't ask any more questions. <laughs> oh, no. All right. So, <laughs> they, <laughs> um, he goes, boop, in her shoulder. And yeah, then he goes, like, oh, man, my shoulder. Gives, got- her, gives her a little stab. So I don't Stabby understand stab. how that's supposed to work. Are you supposed to just kill them in one slice? Is that how this knife is supposed to work? Are you supposed to, like, cut their throat? I don't understand what's supposed to happen if you successfully kill I, them. Yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> what is the point of this? I, well, if you don't finish the killing, the knife will make you switch bodies at It sounds like midnight. the side effects are way cooler than the intentional effect. But I, I want to know what the knife's supposed to do if you do sacrifice somebody with it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, does your penis get bigger? Or do you think, grow a penis if you're a woman? I don't... 
think that the because if you grew tits if you were a man that would be awesome oh man i think that the swapping is like their penance for fucking it up like but the person that was supposed to get sacrificed they're now in the body of the person that was doing the sacrificing that didn't complete it so oh so they can sacrifice them maybe and yeah. like be master of sacrifice presumably i guess i mean that kind of makes sense but my thing is still one of it's what's the word i'm looking for not procedure uh a process i guess i don't know policy it doesn't matter (laughs) i mean he killed somebody with a wine bottle but couldn't figure out the knife yeah and he stabs her in the shoulder so whatever but my point is that so this this knife if you're wielding this knife and you stab someone with it whatever wound that you give them if it isn't fatal you automatically get that same wound but what if you give someone a fatal wound that doesn't kill them right away what if they're alive for a few seconds well i think if the death results from the knife then it's fine but it happened immediately like immediately as soon as he stabbed her immediately immediately (laughs) immediately immediately oh well maybe it doesn't pop up what doesn't pop up Maybe it, you don't get the wound. Maybe the knife is like, mm, yeah, that's not going to kill him. And it's like, haha, fuck you up too. I guess but it's then... a magical knife that can make its own decisions, <laughs> I guess. Just seems really there like There are crisp objects in D&D that are similar to that. There are. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, um, she goes to the police station and then she goes home and the then... The sister shows up and wards him off. Yeah, sister, yeah. sheriff, deputy shows up and shoots some bullets around stuff. Mm. And... Pew, pew. Looks like she's never held that gun before in her life. <laughs> and fires into the air a couple of times. Did you do that a lot in this movie? Yeah. <laughs> and I don't understand, because he was... I don't... And then he runs away, and she doesn't shoot him then? I don't... I don't get it. Maybe she was trying to warn him. But, like, he gets up and he runs away, and she's literally got a straight shot, because it's a football field. She could have shot him. Yeah, but if you don't practice with that gun. That's true. Also, I don't know if police officers are allowed to shoot people when they're running away. It's not. It depends. Not what they're supposed to be doing. I guess if it's. I think a you can shoot a fleeing felon. I mean, obviously, if. Well, I think if they're be running away from him. you, no. You have to be in imminent danger. Somebody else has to be in imminent danger. But if you let him go, somebody could be in imminent danger. It's true. Could be, but is not currently a threat. This is your circus, and these are your monkeys. <laughs> So she goes back to the police station and I guess they get a sketch from her, even though she is in very obviously a catatonic, catatonic state. A catatrophobic state. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> she saw her reflection in a mirror and now she's done. <laughs> no, that's the next day. <laughs> yeah. And I like she's just <laughs> speaking of the next day. Are, are we there? Cause yeah, sure. not, not, okay. not quite. I mean, does it matter? <laughs> uh, yeah, they go to the police station. They put a little tape on her knife hole and like send her home. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and she goes home and goes to bed in her own bed. Mm-hmm. And then the next morning, yeah, she's Jamie Lee Curtis a little bit. Oh, the police got the dagger too, didn't they? Yeah, mm. he yeah. dropped it when she scared and him. left it there and ran away. <laughs> and oh, geez, I better not kill anymore. <laughs> and so Sorry, I stabbed you. Hope it all works out for you. <laughs> Millie's body then wakes up with the butcher's consciousness, mm-hmm. like Freaky Friday style. <laughs> the first thing she does is like, <laughs> and she spits out that night. The retainer. <laughs> <laughs> It was amazing. <laughs> I'm like, what's her problem right now? And she's like, that. <laughs> and it like dangles for a second before it falls on the floor. And the mom says, are you okay, honey? And then that happens. She says, 
Okay. Okay, well, I made you breakfast. Don't take too long. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, for those of you who maybe aren't keeping up, the killer, his consciousness is now in her body. Yes. Yes. And her, she's now in his body, so. And she, he goes out, her body, pronouns people, he goes out and sits down at the table, and the mom is like, over there cutting pineapple with this giant ass knife. And he turns around and looks at her. And she's like, whack. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't cut pineapple. Like, I'm pretty pineapple. sure you just... Whatever. Yeah. It is and quite possibly the least restrictive fruit when it comes to what you slice it with. <laughs> pretty sure you could use a spoon. Why don't you just use a katana if you're going to do it like that? Just... <laughs> Meat cleaver. <laughs> Machete. <laughs> but... He's staring at her, and the mom looks and goes, honey, what's... Oh, I'm sorry, and comes over and dumps pancake syrup onto her front (laughs) toast. And he takes a bite of the the bacon. It's French toast, bacon, and eggs. She just liberally puts syrup on all of it. Bacon, crispy, like you like it. I don't know... What he normally eats, I guess it's not a home cooked meal. Probably rats and shit. Yeah, yeah, probably raw animals. I would assume. (laughs) From from where he wakes up, I'm assuming he eats at least spaghettios or something. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, he takes a bite of the bacon and then just starts plowing food into his mouth. (laughs) From this point on, when we say he, we mean her. Well, no, wait, that's confusing. When we say he, we mean Millie's body. Yes. And we, when we say her, we mean the butcher's yes. body. Her meat suit and his meat suit. Yes. Meat and jacket. <laughs> wait, what's that from? Meat jacket? Meat jacket. Meat suit is from... Ed Gein? <laughs> oh, God. Oh. How did you say it? Ed Gein. I said Ed Gaines. I always said Gaines. That always makes me think of Chris Gaines, which was... What's his name's alter ego? Oh, Garth yeah, Brooks's. yeah. Uh, Garth Brooks. <laughs> They called him Goth Brooks. <laughs> yeah. I've I've heard Ed Gein's name pronounced Gein, Gain, and Gein. And I don't know which is correct. I'm sticking with Gain. Technically, <laughs> by the rules of things, it should be Gein That's because the, the I comes second. But You're I not wrong. Know. I don't know. I think it's Gein. I tend to say people's names if I don't know it the way I think it sounds the best. All right. And they can correct me if they want me to. Want to me. Well, Ed Gein's dead, me so. Thing. <laughs> yeah, thank God for that. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. All right. So, <laughs> I just listened to a podcast episode on him the other day, and what a weird guy. No. Yeah. Really? Like, I mean, obviously, but just, I don't I mean, know. I mean, are any of them not weird? Like, very strange. Jeffrey Dahmer, Ted Bundy. Uh, the weird thing is that Ted Bundy wasn't that weird, apparently. Everyone said he was mostly normal. Well, on the outside. On the outside. Yeah. BTK <laughs> but his was like that girlfriend too. was like, he's weird. That's true. <laughs> well, as soon as they were like, is he weird? She was like, you know what? He is really weird. Now that you mention it. She, her daughter just did a 2020 episode like six months ago. Wow. It's we're the first time topic. that she's ever talked about it. Anyway. Hmm. So, <laughs> I'll take that tangent. It was mine. My <clears throat> okay. Um, so. <laughs> she then gets up after a few minutes and picks up the very large kitchen knife that her mom was using to unceremoniously <laughs> smack the, 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 the uh, pineapple. pineapple. To crush the pineapple. Into submission. And she's standing right behind her. He in Millie's body is standing right behind We've established this. Just say he. He is standing right behind Millie's mom and is about to stab her. And the sister comes in. 
and distracts her for a second. And the mom turns around and goes, oh, I'll take that and takes the knife and puts it in the sink. <laughs> like grabs it by the handle and pulls it out of her hand, his hand. Yeah. It was really scary. Which um, I, I just, I don't know if you'll ever be in that situation, but if you're, if your child goes through an extremely traumatic event, just maybe leave them alone for a little bit. Don't force them to come downstairs and eat breakfast and don't constantly pester them. Maybe just them give them some for space a for a while. Um, and then it flashes over to, well, they have a conversation. Surely you don't want to go to school today, honey. And um, it says something about, I'm sure your friends will understand or something like that. And he goes, friends? <laughs> yeah, and makes the decision to go to school. School and friends, friends, and then I better we, get hot to go to school. We flash over to pause real quick. There was one other thing that I thought was funny that every guy would do and every girl would do, and I knew that they were going to cover both of them, and it was great. He wakes up in her body, and as he's walking around the room trying to get dressed and get ready and trying to figure out what's going on. Goes over to the mirror and immediately just starts touching his boobs. <laughs> that is what I would do. It would happen. <laughs> okay. So Millie wakes up in the butcher's body on a mattress in a burnt the out. old mill Yeah. that has dead animals and weird, like a, a mannequin head in a toilet. Yeah. Lots of mannequins. Yeah. It was really, One really uncomfortable. Sort of mannequin. And she, she wakes up. And goes, huh, where am I? And then, but is speaking and in the butcher's voice is like, <laughs> where am I? And then she's like, huh, my voice, what is happening? And then gets up and starts freaking out. Like I would too. But the fun part of this is it's Vince Vaughn. It is Vince Vaughn. <laughs> it is Vince Vaughn. So it's him pretending to be a teenage girl in his Vince Vaughn body. And it's amazing. <laughs> it's, am, it's pretty great. I'm not sure... If I like Vince Vaughn pretending to be a teenage girl or Jack Black pretending to be a teenage girl better. Those two are both so good. When did that happen? Jumanji. The Jumanji remake, which sounds like it would be terrible, but it's actually a really good time. They decided to not remake the first movie and just do something different. And it actually was pretty fun. It was pretty fun. I like Jack Black, though. Yeah. Oh, listeners, this reminds me. I think two podcasts ago I mentioned whatever the Conjuring 2 one was. The little girl, what's her name? Oh, they kill giants. They yeah, kill she giants. stars in a movie called "I Kill Giants." That's the one. <clears throat> it's not a bad movie, but chances are it's not what you were expecting. <laughs> it's not about giants. They marketed that wrong and branded it wrong. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they did it's, everything it's, wrong. It's not about killing giants. Like if you think you're going to watch Shadow of the Colossus, like little girl killing giant style Shadow of the Colossus, you're not. It's it's not not at all. Not even remotely. <laughs> okay. False cool. So I just wanted to correct that because I thought, that's got to be great. Tangent. Your face is a tangent. <laughs> <laughs> um, then some drug addict comes in <laughs> to the mill. Uh, I, and I didn't understand. Was he living there? Is this where all the homeless people live? Yeah, I don't really understand what, is what that happening? was supposed to be either. I thought this was like a burned out shopping mall or something. I didn't realize this was supposed to be in the mill. No, and it, it makes mill. a whole lot less sense for other people to be out there. Yeah. Because also... Why is there always a mill where a killer lives? <laughs> but how would there be anyone else out there that he hasn't murdered yet? Because it seems like legitimately he can't not okay. murder people that he meets within so a few seconds. So maybe that person just stumbled in there for the first I guess. time. I'm, I'm thinking so. I, I think if you knew what he did, you wouldn't ask him for drugs. Yeah. yeah. Or offer to suck him off. <laughs> 
or want to be in his presence for any amount of time. Asked him for drugs. <laughs> he's like, I don't, I don't have any drugs. He's like, no, I don't have any drugs. What do I look like to you right now? <laughs> do I look like a teenage girl? He's like, you got drugs, man. You got drugs. Give I want to feel drugs. like a teenage girl. <laughs> I want to be a teenage girl too. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. That was pretty good. And so he, she leaves and heads into town. Uh, first goes to the uh older gentleman walking his dog mr daniel for some reason i don't know why because how could you wake up and be like you know oh people are gonna recognize me yeah why would you go to this person who doesn't really know who you are who you see sometimes and say hello to why would that be the first choice i mean if it was somebody that you recognize they were nice to him and cordial with him and i think he called her by name Whenever they first met him the first day. But she's smart but, enough to know that she can't walk up to somebody wearing the body of a killer and go, oh, hi, Mr. Daniels, and not have him freak the fuck out. I feel like it would be really, really hard. Like, it would be a difficult adjustment to be sure, like. Sure, I guess. <laughs> I can't talk to any of the people that I normally talk to because I don't look like myself. It would be a difficult adjustment on a lot of levels. Yes. But I feel like you would be constantly reminded <laughs> that you're wearing a different body. <laughs> Like, as you were walking up to Mr. Daniels, you'd be like, this, like, it all feels weird. Like, yeah. I shouldn't be talking to anybody. Your perspective would be a good <laughs> When I'm hungover, thing. I don't talk to anybody. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but. Because I feel weird. It would be like when you have a fever and your body doesn't feel like it fits right. That's what I imagine it would feel like. <laughs> that center of town um, set that they used, like, the big grassy area with the car spots around it has been used in like three or four netflix originals over it's the probably past. not a set it's probably a place in montreal because that's where everything is filmed they filmed this in montreal they might have <laughs> everything that was such conviction that it was like he definitely <laughs> they definitely filmed this in montreal literally look it up sometime montreal is used in like every single movie and tv show it's crazy i think it's because it's really cheap to shoot there i think i've heard that I know Ubisoft has an office there. I always said Ubisoft, and I thought it was funny. Ubisoft, Montreal. Like, Ubisoft. No, Ubisoft. It was It was filmed in Alpharetta, Georgia. Oh, the entire thing? Mm. Okay. Alpha Romero, Georgia. <laughs> it was filmed George in Alpharetta, Alpharetta and Denmark High School. Denmark is... In well, I think it's the the name. Denmark of the high is school. a country. Yeah, it, it wasn't filmed in Denmark. <laughs> That's but right. Denmark is Denmark. <laughs> That's right. But home of the Danes. They speak Denmark Canisian. No, they don't. <laughs> um, it's Danish. <laughs> yes, please. Awesome. And Danishes are my favorite thing to eat for breakfast. They are. They're amazing. I have to assume they came from Denmark. <laughs> I would assume so too. Like I'm, that's their origin. Like cream cheese ones are like they're just really good. Yeah. Cream cheese with cherry filling. Ooh, that sounds good. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So Sweet Magnolias is another um it was is a Netflix original show that was filmed at the same set in Sweet Georgia. Magnolias. The same place in Georgia. I don't know what that is. You mean Steel Magnolia? No, no, Sweet Magnolias. I thought the same thing whenever I, I, mm. I saw the title, but no, it's a um a TV show on Netflix. Steel mm. Magnolias is a movie starring Julia Roberts. It's apparently really sad. Yes. So, <laughs> I don't like Julia Roberts. <clears throat> he decides, she decides the best thing to do in this 
large killer's body is to go get a shower at the high school in the women's locker room because that makes the most sense and then put back on the old disgusting clothes that smell which, like hot dog water yes, that's right <laughs> smells like hot dog water <laughs> also i love i love vince vaughn's portrayal and i don't know how much time he spent preparing for this but every time he runs he does like t-rex arms yeah he's like <laughs> he goes to he goes to uh, he's hiding from the police because everyone freaks out because there's a, a remarkably well done police police sketch out of his face after the attack and everyone freaks out when he says hi to Mr. Daniels so he's hiding from the police and he gets up and goes to run through uh uh like the the parking lot to go to the school and hits a tree branch <laughs> yes. I'm a giant I'm a giant <laughs> Just everything he does, just he does physical humor really well, and the way that he moved and talked was just hilarious. At one point, too, uh, she was hiding in the bushes, and the cops drove by, and then she pops her head up, which kind of made me think of the detective who has his back to the mm-hmm. the street while he's looking for Mike Myers, and Mike Myers draws him out in the background. God. But um, how Loomis? So uh, Why do you keep saying Loomis. Dr. Loomis. Oh, that's from right. right. Um, he could yep. be anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> in the meantime, Ryler has scooped up Millie and yes. is trying... Because Millie's all hot now. Yeah, Millie's yes. wearing a jacket and pulled her hair into a high ponytail, and now she looks adorable. And she and... has red lipstick on, so now she's... And you made a good point, because I said I fucking hate that in movies where they take someone who is... Uh, Kitty made a good point. I went on my own mini tangent immediately. But I hate it in movies and TV shows where someone who is clearly attractive is treated like shit because they're supposed to be for whatever fucking reason. And then they do one thing. All of a sudden they're super attractive and everyone's like, whoa, whoa, Then Kitty said maybe it's the confidence that this person has now as a serial killer who doesn't give a shit about what anyone thinks about them. <laughs> they don't have they have this air of total confidence. Like they don't give a shit what other people think about them anymore. And I really like that idea. I still hate the trope, but I'm less annoyed by it in this movie because I think that's a really, really profound way of looking at it that I think that's really smart. But I still fucking hate that trope. Uh, so Ryler scoops Millie up and, uh, Nyla and Josh are like, (laughs) Millie, what are you doing? Ryler, go away. And (laughs) the butcher in Millie's body goes, fuck off (laughs) to Josh and Nyla. And it's amazing. And they were like, and like walk away from him. (laughs) And so Ryler and Millie go into the locker room for some reason. And (sighs) Millie. Oh, is just being weird and kind of coming across as though the butcher it like it the way it's coming across. It seems like Millie is hitting on Ryler. Really? Like, yeah. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, really like making a fumbling pass at someone to try to show like she just kind of touches her hair and sort of just stares at her creepily and uh, (laughs) and Ryler goes I didn't come in here to clam jam with you that's pretty good clam jam yeah Um, oh black betty and then she Slam jam. Oh that no. That was ram jam. But. Um, <laughs> I know. Ram <laughs> <But> Lance. <laughs> Reisler goes, 
I drank like 12 kombuchas this morning and so I have to pee. And if you don't start talking whenever I come out here, I'm leaving. And she goes to the bathroom and is texting one of her friends. And I can't remember what the text said. It was so funny. Uh, something about uh, lesbian vegetarian something. Oh, yeah. She, she said something about her being a lesbian. This was like total vegetarian. Oh, <laughs> vegetarian. And um, then the butcher comes in and is oh, hang like. On, hang on. You're you're mixing up your terms and it's getting sorry. confusing. She, meaning Millie, comes in wearing the butcher's body to try to find her body because she knows that it's at school, I guess. Or no, at this point, he's already there. Oh, no, I was talking about the butcher in Millie's body. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, sorry pushes Ryler into a cryogenic freezer that they have in their locker room for some fucking reason. Okay, we need to get into that. But <laughs> yeah, we do. They, um, Ryler is going to pee, and then she hears someone in the shower and goes to take a look and sees that it is the butcher who's in the shower. Oh, and right. it, it's Millie wearing his body. And this is where her, her truly... Uh, I don't know what to say. Her terrible decision making comes into play where she's <laughs> taking a shower as a fully grown man in the women's bathroom. And I mean, it's funny and whatever, but yeah. So Riley freaks out and says, the, the butcher's here. And that's when the butcher says in Millie's body. Yeah. We're going to like, like get in here. I'll keep you safe and turns on this freezer, a cryogenic freezer and sticks a crutch in the door. So that then Ryler can't open it. And she sets it to like minus 300 degrees. <laughs> what is this thing? Why is it in their locker it's room? Sports medicine. Um, okay. I guess. That was what I said last night, but like, why would it be able to get to that cold? It can't. I mean, they get very cold, but you're not going to flash freeze somebody. It's like in a fucking treatment chamber for cryogenic therapy. I think that's colder than <laughs> like nitrogen. What it is is like after you work out and you're all sore and shit. You go into the cryogenic chamber and like it chills you out like cycles and like it actually works a lot better than like heat and mm. like stuff okay. like that. Um, so it's supposed to cut down on inflammation that builds up. Yeah. Okay. Like you can just keep going and going and going kind of. Um, right. And they do get very cold, but you can't flash freeze somebody in one. <laughs> or at all without, I mean, a large <laughs> amount of liquid nitrogen and some kind of pressurized sealed tube. Probably, whatever, it doesn't matter, but (laughs) whatever, it's fine. It's horror movie logic, but it was just weird and natural. And it wouldn't matter. You wouldn't even need to put the crutch in the door. If somebody was in there and it was going, because it gets to minus 300 degrees in probably 10 seconds or 15 seconds. So it wouldn't matter. You wouldn't need to put the crutch in the door. They would instantly be dead and a few seconds later be frozen, but whatever. So Millie and the butcher's body comes out and is casually walking past the cryogenic freezer. Millie and the Butch is what I heard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> be a great name for a band. <laughs> and looks and is like, hmm, something's weird with this because she would know because she's in sports. <laughs> she doesn't and play shit. No, she doesn't. And she <laughs> opens up the freezer and Ryler's in there. <laughs> she touches her and her body falls over and shatters cartoon mm. style Ooh. into like a million pieces. <laughs> That probably would happen if you got frozen minus 300 degrees. So then uh, Millie goes looking for Nyla and Josh and the butcher goes to class. How he knew Millie's schedule, who knows? I think it's implied that he's just looking for weapons. 
Oh. I don't. I think he's just wandering. So he coincidentally school. winds up in shop class. And I don't for weapons. Class. Yeah. Or maybe someone tells him to be there. I don't know. But her shop partner cuts himself because he's talking to her while he's using a knife. Well, it's also the hot guy that she likes, right? Well, and he's idiot. also working with clay or something, so his hands are, like, covered in clay. It's a little weird. And she... Yeah, he cuts himself and she grabs his finger and sticks it in her mouth. He grabs his finger and sticks it in her mouth. It's weird to say that, but it still is <laughs> The butcher accurate. in Millie's body grabs <laughs> the finger and sticks it in up. the mouth of Millie's body. Yes. And, and <laughs> the teacher goes... God damn it, Millie. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the other guys goes, hot. It's not. It's not hot. That's super fucking weird. Look. That probably would have been me. <laughs> oh, it's hot. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's that's blood. It's a thing. In, in your mouth. And just, clay. I'm into a lot of stuff, but that's that's not blood it. Blood and clay. That sounds like something out of the Bible. That definitely sounds like how you make a golem. It does. So the, t- the teacher says, God like damn the movie, it. The golem. <laughs> God damn it, Millie. You don't always have to be the center of attention. <laughs> that would not be my reaction. <laughs> but okay. And then Mil- or the butcher is like, you're my next target. And starts glaring at, yeah. at Mr. Mustache. I can't at least he killed a lot of people that deserved it. Yeah. <laughs> the movie sets it up so that he only kills people who deserve it. Except for the four kids at first. Which are all kind of annoying. <laughs> So I, mean, I hate to say it. There would have been some people in my class that I, if I heard they got murdered, I'd be like, eh. <laughs> yes, know. it's a terrible tragedy. Mm, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> what movie were we talking about <laughs> where we said that they were a bully and they got murdered and that's why you shouldn't be a bully? Scary stories. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. Supernatural. That's another one. <laughs> Literally any movie ever. <laughs> <laughs> it makes you wonder why bullies still thrive. Like, if the entirety of pop culture is like, don't be a fucking dick, why still be a fucking dick? I guess because bullies have learned how to be slightly less generic, so they're harder to identify now, maybe? I don't think so. Okay. I don't know. Have never, having never been one or had to deal with one very often, I don't know that I could identify it more than just someone treating me like shit and then me being like, hey, I'm an adult. Fuck off. And then leaving. (laughs) I dealt with two in high school, and mm. I never had to deal with them after that. Because you I killed them. them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. They're still alive, but... <laughs> Are they in your basement? <laughs> They're down there with the people you have listening to the podcast. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm in charge, so. mm. Of this one. This is yours. Snap, 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 snap. Snap, 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 Oh, boy. All right, so... Um, <laughs> uh, so then Millie, Millie runs yeah. into Nyla and Josh and a <laughs> Scooby-Doo type chase ensues. <laughs> I appreciate the fact that this this drug on, this drug on just long enough for it to be pretty accurate but not long enough for it to start getting annoying where there was enough times where he try she tries desperately to convince uh uh Nyla, Nyla Josh and- come on it's me it's Millie (laughs) what kind of sick fuck are you (laughs) I would probably be saying the same thing it's really weird one of them picks something up to throw at her and she goes oh come on (laughs) (laughs) but it's Vince Vaughn saying it so it's even funnier it's so good I don't understand how this didn't show up on anybody's radar because like there's a lunch lady that runs out of the lunch room yeah it's a little weird (laughs) and like nothing did she just go out for a smoke (laughs) Nothing happens. But there's also some weird... 
I, I, there's probably, I'm probably reading too much into this because I'm trying to bring too much of the, the kind of cinematography type style that they were using for this. But typically, the way that they, they, uh, have a couple of scenes set up with this where, um, Millie as the butcher grabs Nyla and throws her and it like time slows down and she hits something and like you see all this stuff fall and she's like recoiling in pain a little bit and it's weird that's the kind of thing that you do when you're trying to when you're trying to focus on something and make a point out of it so you can reference it later and there be some need for them to be really strong and be able to do that it was just weird that they had those scenes instead of him just or her just throwing them around in this giant's body and being like wow i'm really strong it was just weird that they <laughs> slowed time down and was like look at this thing look what he can do i thought for a second that they, like she was gonna accidentally like paralyze nyla yeah. <laughs> or something because her back hits off of nyla's back hits off of one yeah. of the like the kitchen table like prep table thing i think it's a stove and like it's a sharp corner and she's yeah. like laying there holding like her kidney area going Wah! and nothing comes of it yeah. it's just i don't know it's just, sorry. <laughs> i didn't mean to totally derail the podcast you I just did thought it was weird <laughs> I don't understand that you drew so much attention to something that nobody else noticed. So, oh no, I did. Uh, Just think it was. I mean, I noticed the slow mo, but I was like, uh, and then I didn't think anything of it. They start doing dancing, and Vince Vaughn plays it amazingly. Yeah, and he goes, "She goes, we're all tired. Can we just stop this for a minute?" And like, <laughs> you hit me a lot. I threw you around. We're all tired. <laughs> and finally. They they start asking questions to identify that it is yeah. in fact. And my favorite thing is Josh going, "What's your favorite movie?" And she goes, "I tell everybody that it's Eternal Sunshine, but it's really Pitch Perfect too." Mm. <laughs> and that is, like it must be Malay. That is such a high school girl thing to do. Like, yeah. <laughs> what was the first movie? Eternal, Eternal, Eternal Sunshine. Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. It's Jim, with what's his face, Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. And um, Kate Winslet. Yes. I'm you sure about that? I am 1,000% positive. Also huh? has Winona Ryder. Sean and Elijah Penn. Wood. No. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Oh, fuck. What movie did I see with him? Sean Penn? <laughs> Milk? He plays a mentally deficient dad. Who? Uh, um, Not uh, Sean Penn. Um, Sean. Connery. Sean no. Astin. No. Patrick Flannery. No. <laughs> Uh, Sean Bean. Who's the guy that does the voice for the fox from Kung Fu Panda? The 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 red panda. Sorry. Oh, are you thinking of Rain Man? No. Dustin Hoffman? Yeah, Dustin Hoffman. I've only known... Is who I'm thinking of. I've only known Dustin Hoffman. But I thought he was the star of Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind. No. no. What he, movie is he where he's a mentally deficient dad and they end up taking his daughter away from him? I have no idea. I've never heard of that. Uh, he, in Rain Man, he's the older brother of Tom Cruise, and he is okay. I didn't know if you knew or not because it's <laughs> you, you know who the Rain Man is. You're because <laughs> him and the Iceman are in the same category. The Meyer orbiting Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise. I think oh, I said it's hard to know if you meant the like Iceman. Okay. Uh, Last Chance Harvey. Ugh, Last Chance Harvest of the I don't know Eternal. <laughs> It in matter. London for his daughter's wedding, a rumpled man finds his romantic spirits lifted a by a new woman. Man. And no. A rumpled man. <laughs> <laughs> Ruffled chip man. Uh, waffle chip man would be cool, too. Mm. I haven't had waffle. Is it the Meyer? 
Meyerowitz stories? No. Let's forget it. Yeah, let's just let's move on here. Dustin Hoffman is 80? Seriously? No way. Wow. He's older than me. Okay. So anyway, we'll figure it out later. <laughs> so they eventually believe this giant Wait, serial who claims killer. that tangent? That was definitely the two of you. One of you started it and the other one prolonged it. <laughs> I think Max started it, and Kitty, you definitely probably Yeah, because I it. mentioned Eternal Sunshine, and then you yes. were all like, Oh, Dustin Hoffman. <laughs> <laughs> Except we talked about Sean Penn for some reason. <laughs> all right. Um, so anyway, Vic, sorry you were saying. Just trying to get us back on track, even though that's supposed to be your job. So they believe her, and they start trying to help her, and they they find a picture of the Ladola and go and talk to the Spanish teacher who is ridiculous and over the top and it's hilarious. You're in Spanish three, you should know this. And then she looks like Hispanic Professor Trelawney from Harry Potter. She's super disappointed in him. You're in my class. <laughs> Thankfully the knife has a a perfect, easily transcribable instruction of how it works and how you're supposed to use it and, and there's a picture of it on the internet and if it's an aztec knife whatever's written on it isn't going to be in spanish <laughs> it's, it's going to be an aztec it's also not going to be perfectly translated into english like that no <laughs> languages work apparently this knife is famous it would be like something retracting in the night if you use the knife for sacrifice and uh, Everything would be broken up and wouldn't make any sense. I don't know if you've ever actually heard directly translated uh, text, but it doesn't translate in other languages perfectly like that. But whatever. And thankfully, the knife has instructions. Presumably, there was probably directions on the other side of it for, I don't know, how to prepare some Aztec meal. Grasp hair of victim. Stab in throat. (laughs) Twist. (laughs) Drain carefully. Pause for reflection. Yeah. If you fail, you get switched. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Why did it why did it have instructions on what happens when you fail? Why didn't it have instructions on how to use it See, to succeed? I would partially stab Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> mm. And then run. And burn the knife. <laughs> For twenty four hours, I'll just be gone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, then, ah, you're stuck in my body, bitch. Your body would be like <laughs> <laughs> trying to catch up. <laughs> Ooh, that's an interesting would is it muscle like what's what is an accent? Is it muscle memory or is it like, would you then speak in your body? Would you speak with a, an Australian accent as Chris Hemsworth? And you now speak with a, a, in Chris Hemsworth body with an English accent or an American accent? An English accent. I don't know how that would work. Is it muscle? Are accents muscle memory? Interesting. I don't know. I don't know how that would work. I mean, because I'm really glad that Millie you guys sounds find this like interesting Vince Vaughn. Don't think that I'm stupid. I think I can get by in Chris Hemsworth's body with my voice. <laughs> Pretty sure I can make that work. Okay, but he's asking what would happen if, like, like you would probably have his voice, but would it be his voice in an American accent or his voice in an Australian accent? I think it's muscle memory. I think I'd have an Australian accent. You think there. so? Mm. A pretty good. But one muscle memory has to do with your brain. Mm, uh, well, oh boy, this. Is, I'm not claiming this tangent. I'm abandoning no, this, this is right his now. Fault. This is my tangent. Okay. <laughs> this is mine. I'll, I'll take responsibility. Sometimes, sometimes when I say things that I think are smart and funny, you guys are like, "You're stupid," and I'm really excited that this one isn't one of those times. You're stupid, Beavis. Hemsworth. <laughs> <laughs> the idea of you running after 
yeah, of Chris Hemsworth in your body running after I'm you. I'm taking off with his long leg, six foot two strides, and he's in my body like, <laughs> why do you smoke so much? <laughs> so I could get away when this happened. <laughs> That's why I stay fat. Oh, boy. Oh, Lord, I'd probably ruin that body then, too, eventually. (laughs) All right. So while they're Scooby-Dooing in the kitchen. I don't know what you could say to me that would make me believe that you were actually you in Chris Hemsworth's body. That you would. I think, I also, I think we I would know say. immediately. I also don't think that I would I think care. That, that your For attitude. starters, if Chris Hemsworth showed up here, <laughs> yeah, I, w- I wouldn't care. You'd be like, wait a minute. <laughs> it happened. It's happening. <laughs> you got my letters. <laughs> what? What? I didn't say anything. There's got. I know there's some things I could say to you that I'm you'd sure, be like. I'm sure there are. <laughs> but I also wouldn't care. <laughs> All right. Oh, Chris Hemsworth, you want to play magic? <laughs> So while there's yeah. while there's Scooby doing in the kitchen, the butcher is with Captain Mustachio in the yeah. It just goes back to the wood shop later for in the wood shop reasons in the wood shop in wood the shop. wood shop. Yeah, bitch. And it goes back to the wood shop to do some chopping, if you know what I mean. <laughs> don't you? Gotta, you gotta kill that teacher, don't you know? Um, He's a bad man. I mean, it's hard to root against the butcher in this scenario. I'm like, yeah, yeah. fucking kill that teacher. <laughs> And <laughs> so every, everybody leaves and the butcher walks back in and <laughs> the teacher's like, what the fuck now? Like, <laughs> uh, I think this is when he realizes he's not as strong as he thought he was. Yeah. He puts on a the smock butcher. and the butcher puts on some goggles and brings the, if a student did that to me and wasn't responding and came over and pulled the table saw blade up into the you know ready position and then turned it on i wouldn't just be be like turn that off right now oh god damn it <laughs> he says something like i don't have time for this shit yeah. or like <laughs> something along those lines <laughs> and then he tries to attack the teacher and realizes that his body is very small and not made for fighting and hasn't so been weak. <laughs> trained for fighting at all so the teacher immediately throws her off and says it was self-defense i had to do it or i think right before that he just well he like beats her pretty good to, well, well him. But that's the in the first attack when she jumps on him when he jumps on him he throws her off just yes, so confusing he throws millie's body off and then just screams nicholas cage style because <laughs> <laughs> ah! <laughs> that actor and i'm really glad that he's in things again Uh, and then he's been doing for 30 years (laughs) she goes to attack again with the uh the uh screwdriver screwdriver and runs to go and attack him and that's when he throws millie's body off for the second time and that's when he just starts kicking her and beating her and then gets down and tries to whisper in her ear and says something like that's what you get for being a, I don't know I don't remember what he says something stupid and then he the butcher grabs the knife or the screwdriver and stabs it in his neck throat area neck throat area yeah because you can't yeah. you can't have that you'll starve and then and then somehow manages to get the body over to the table saw and zoop, Cuts down the down the table saw <laughs> no table saw blade is that strong and that durable that it's going to cut an entire body down like that. Especially not one that's been used by stupid teenagers repeatedly, like probably never cleaned or fixed. And we'll put that to the test. <clears throat> I argue in favor of the saw. 
Okay. I I want to say it would lose at least a couple of teeth. I mean, they'll take your fingers and stuff off like that. Fingers, yes, but cutting through like your skull. Unless it's got one of those special handbrake things. I still know how those work. All right. Doing electricity and a clay plate or something. Or no, it's not clay. It's your favorite fucking thing. It's ceramic. Ceramic. Yep. And ceramic. Max told me about the, the virtues and values of ceramic, and I was like, you're stupid. And then three <laughs> days later, I realized that ceramic is fucking everywhere and touted to be the most amazing goddamn thing ever. It's in your brakes. It's in knives. It's in bearings. It's the fucking most amazing thing ever, apparently. <laughs> Frying pans. Frying pans. Frying pans. Um, bulletproof armor. Bullets. Bullets and bulletproof armor. That seems weird. <laughs> Gets to have the best of both worlds. Side note. I used to collect ceramic animals. Huh. What a shock. <laughs> um, I had these Siamese cats. They were fucking awesome. Sure they were. So, then, and none of these deaths really get reported on? No. No. Ever? And they're just like back in class. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Ryler is dead and nobody mentions it ever again. I guess we can reasonably assume maybe the butcher cleaned up but it doesn't seem like his mo at all so i don't know well and, I and millie cleans up. millie was the way. one that found ryler's body yeah i don't like but um at some well, point she can't then, report it to anyone <laughs> at some point then uh the butcher is walking through the halls and uh nyla josh and millie stumble upon the butcher and <laughs> Millie goes, "What am I wearing?" <laughs> <laughs> and then they start to. Always interesting general stuff. Well, doesn't the butcher just start screaming like, yeah. "It's the butcher!" <laughs> well, yeah, and because they they go to go after him, and there's cops in the mm-hmm. hallway, and uh, the butcher is like. <sighs> like super over dramatic, like hands mm. on the face, screaming. And the cops start chasing... Come right back. Hot, 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 hot. <laughs> start chasing Millie and Josh and Nyla, and they hop into Josh's car mm. and peel out of the parking lot and end up hitting other cars in the process. And the cops... Were the cops shooting at that vehicle? I don't... I don't think no. So. No, okay. I, think I thought they that were, I remembered like, them shooting. They made them seem like they were not the most well-trained. But, but they must have been from Detroit because they... Didn't do much. (laughs) (laughs) They have 20 dozen murders they need to deal with, okay? (laughs) I think there's Um, four that they know about so far. They look like they're stationed at the the school, but whenever the the car leaves, they don't give a description. They just say, suspect seen fleeing in a shitbox. And they're flying down the road and they go past Char and (laughs) she goes you've got to be kidding me and like peels out after them and they do some ridiculous maneuvers through a a a stop yeah that they don't stop at and lose char and the best cop ever end up at (laughs) discount bonanza (laughs) discount bonanza where where, millie's mom works yes where millie's mom works how unlucky (laughs) they go in and and shove Millie in the butcher's body into a, a fitting room. Yeah. This was my least favorite part of the movie. I'll say it now. Where um, Millie's mom weird. comes in. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. It just went on for way too fucking long. <laughs> I liked it. Ugh. Parts of it were cute, but it was a little weird. <laughs> what it boils down to is a mom. She 
her mom, Millie's mom, thinks she's talking to a stranger, a stranger, a gentleman. She can't see him, mm-hmm. and he's understanding, and you know she's finding a connection with this person because she doesn't know it's Millie in this man's body, um, and presumably hasn't talked about any of the stuff that's been on. My her chest God, it goes on and on and on, and basically, it just is an opportunity for mother and daughter to have this heart to heart conversation. And I'm like, I cried. I didn't. <laughs> cried life's Um, hard that's the way it is (laughs) and uh then i'm somewhere in between you two (laughs) at the end of it millie's mom asks (laughs) millie in the butcher's body out to coffee (laughs) and millie goes ew god no (laughs) and her mom gets all offended and sad and it's like oh that was so inappropriate i shouldn't have done that and millie's Mm. like what i meant was oh god no not just coffee we should do dinner too and like (laughs) i want to do dinner with you and and more because i do feel like we have a great connection and i want to spend more time with you but i'm married but i'm married (laughs) yeah i'm so married (laughs) and then shark comes in mom we gotta go the butcher's here and (laughs) neither of them think to check the fitting room yeah and goodbye stranger nyla finds this it's like a Ronald Reagan mask from that, <laughs> from the Speed, not Speed. No, they said that it was an Andrew somebody from a, a football team. Oh, yeah, yeah quarterback. And <laughs> but again, it's meant to be a cheesy representation of the Halloween mask. And if they bleached it, it would look very similar to the terrifying Shatner mask that Mike Myers wears. <laughs> what movie am I thinking of? <clears throat> the one where Keanu Reeves doesn't shoot the guy wearing the Ronald Reagan mask because he climbs over the fence? Oh, uh, Point Break. Point Break. That's that's it. <laughs> he just shoots his gun in the air because he loves Patrick Swayze so much. <laughs> Have you ever fired your gun up in the air and gone, ah? No, I've never fired my gun up in the air and gone, ah. <laughs> God, I love that movie. I haven't seen it. <laughs> it's hot, hot Fuzz with Simon Pegg and Nick. <laughs> they leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they leave. What are we? Pottery Barn? No. Discount uh, Discount Bonanza. Bonanza. <laughs> and immediately start checking Insta twit or whatever for information about where millie's body is currently and eventually (laughs) they find it because it's at the because one of the dudes is taking insta videos Mm. oh they like a mini golf course Uh, yeah a glow golf course something yeah it's like some arcade that's all glow in the dark themed which is fun, it seems like, at first, but once you're in there for a while, it's, it loses its charm real quick. Nobody else feels that way about it? All right, just Lay me? Down. Okay. What did you say? Lay down. <laughs> I said black light glow-in-the-dark themed uh, uh, like arcades seem like fun at first, but after you're in them for a little while, they get old really fast. We did glow um, golf that one time with my brother. And it was fun. But if you have nothing else to do and you're just kind of hanging out, they're not really... All that great. In my experience, any social situation is bound to fail. So, yeah. <laughs> any situation with more than two people is just. What are we doing here? More than two people. More than me and two other people. Oh, I don't like. I existing. thought you meant more than two people total, and I was like, <laughs> there are three of us sitting in this room. Uh, so oh, they go to glow golf and <laughs> the old double G. Oh, mm-hmm. probably one of my favorite parts of the movie was where. <laughs> Uh, Vince Vaughn was walking out of Discount Bonanza wearing the mask and was like tilting his head back so that he could see out of it and ran into those people and like practically threw the woman to the ground. And, like, yeah. 
Which, and they, again, they don't touch on this. And part of it is that, you know, oh, it's a horror movie and they don't have to use logic. And But again, it's just used as a crutch. And I feel like them making fun of it turns into them just using it to get by real quick. Because nobody thinks it's weird that in the middle of fucking whenever, nowhere near Halloween, someone, a giant walking around wearing a Halloween mask isn't weird. Well, homecoming's in the fall, isn't it's it? It's typically around Halloween. Oh, well, fine. I guess I don't know much about school, as we've already covered. No one else is wearing masks. <laughs> it was Friday the 13th, though, so it was probably October 13th. So. <sighs> I bet it was. Okay, fine. Because it's like Freaky Friday, but different. Yeah. I mean, but we've already established that Max doesn't blood. notice anything that doesn't immediately involve him. <laughs> but still, I would notice. I'd think, that six foot five person is wearing a mask, and it's weird. I- might but if i couldn't see their face i would have just assumed that it was a stupid teenager hanging out with other stupid teenagers so excuse me if they were wearing a mask the thing that i'm saying is weird that would obscure their face if you couldn't see their face it would be fine i that Wait, just was a weird way of saying what were you saying i said the fact that they're <laughs> i said the fact that they're wearing a mask is weird and you said if i couldn't see their face i wouldn't think it was weird that's the point of a mask. I just I worded it weird. If they yeah. were if they were wearing a mask and I like I couldn't see their like if I couldn't see their face to know that they were an adult. Like if I saw them walking with two other teenagers and I was like, "Oh, there's a stupid fucking teenager hanging out with two other stupid fucking teenagers." That was literally what I was saying was that I would assume that it was a stupid teenager up to stupid teenager shenanigans. I guess. Okay. All right. So they walk out of Desperate Bonanza, whatever it is. Um <laughs> I mean, basically. Midlife crisis bonanza. <laughs> and get back in the shitbox. And... Where do they go after that? They go to the glow They arc. go to the glow goal. Glo- oh, the glow Yeah, course. because... And they, also glow air hockey. They see that she's there and he's there. With and Booker. Is Booker the one in the maze? Oh, yeah, because they knock him well, out and take him with him. The, so the, uh, the one football kid grabs <laughs> what he thinks is Millie's butt, but really it's the butcher's butt. Mm. Um, and <laughs> he leans in and goes, your touch makes this pussy, your touch makes this pussy dry up more than the Sahara desert. And <laughs> like, <laughs> and the guy is drier than sandpaper, drier than sandpaper. That's right. Yeah. And, um, walks away and I walk away. <laughs> the, the football kid goes she's totally into me because <laughs> so she grabs the razor blade and walks into another room and booker goes after her to make oh, sure yeah, that she's like okay yeah and booker's all like millie wait up and runs after the butcher millie millie and <laughs> that's when josh and nyla and the real millie show up and they're like okay split up and they like what did what did the <laughs> divide and survive? Yeah, <laughs> which is not a great. No, <laughs> if you've ever watched any horror movie ever, you know not to split up with your friends. But yep, whatever. Don't split the party. Um, so <laughs> they're going through, and they end up knocking Millie's body out. And Booker walks up on them, and they're like, "Oh, gotta knock him out too!" And they, they knock Booker out too, and then take both of them with, with them to Josh's house. Putter, yeah. They use the putter from the mini golf course, <laughs> which looks ridiculously childish, like so ridiculously small in Vince Vaughn's hands. Yeah, it is super tiny. 
Yeah. <laughs> so that helps. It's like a black jackery. This is like a club of funk. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you hit the right spot hard enough. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what you're using. Like <laughs> so, Millie gives her own body a, a swift bop across the bonds. Yeah. And it goes down. I always think, whenever I talk about how to knock somebody out with something, I always think about that scene in Rose Red where Emery has just had his fingers. Spoilers. Where... Emery has just had his fingers manicured. He had it coming, cut off, and um, he is sitting there. And he's like, "If we just take one of the eight balls off of the pool table and hit her in the back of the head, we'll knock her out. We can all escape. The doors will open long enough. It'll be fine." And like that's all I can think about every time I talk. Like think about or talk about. I think about him out. eating ice cream. I think a lot about Thief. Mm. I also think of American Dad. <laughs> what? what do you think of? Whatever you think of knocking somebody out um i don't know that i really think of any specific example (laughs) i guess just the standard indiana jones slash diehard style good right hook that knocks the person out whenever Uh it's convenient but then when they're fighting with someone that's just a consistent throwing blows back and forth and doesn't knock them out somehow i just think about rose red a lot so you do i was gonna say rose red is just your constant default so i watched it once i don't know if i can make it through <laughs> i watched oh it God, once never it again so four it's fucking really hours good. long it it's so good it's a mini series it's so good all right that was my last tangent i'll, I'll claim it <laughs> yeah, so absolutely all right so they Let me see where i'm out of my notes here <laughs> i stopped taking notes at this point holy crap so they go back to Josh's house. They tie up Millie's body, the butcher, to a chair. And <laughs> Millie in the butcher's body is doing the tying. And I, I immediately was like, she wouldn't just know how to do that because she's in his body. <laughs> no. And then they yeah. very quickly are like, how do you know how to do that? And she's like... My dad was a club scout or whatever. A club scout. A club club scout. (laughs) Bopping people across the bunks for badges. I started to say cub and then realized that he wouldn't be a cub scout because he was like an adult. See now, if there had been the club scouts when I was a kid, I might have joined that. (laughs) Teaches people how to survive in the box stores. All right, kids. Today we're going to learn a badge about couponing. So, club scout. See, uh, my brain went, <laughs> went to clubbing. Like, oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my life would have turned out a lot different then if that had been the case. Yeah, okay, kids. Today we're going to earn the badge about getting past the bouncer. <laughs> so, it's money. Um, <laughs> yeah, she says my dad was an Eagle Scout. And Booker is tied up on the couch or laying on the couch. Not tied up. He's not yeah, tied he's up. lying in there, icing his neck. <laughs> and then we Frozen have... peeing his neck. That's yeah. true. <laughs> <laughs> well, <And> then... <laughs> come up with something better. <laughs> and then they... He wakes up and freaks because there's the butcher. And then we mm. have another scene of trying to determine um, who is who in this situation trying to prove that he is and she is in fact see i would have been watching the gay guy because he would have been the last one to freak out (laughs) if he's not freaking out then everything must be okay (laughs) in any situation like that look at me because i am drama (laughs) 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 um but (laughs) so then Millie starts reciting in the butcher's body, starts reciting this poem that 
she had left for Booker in his locker. Proof that women can be just as creepy as men. And that, in my opinion, went on too long. I got uncomfortable with how it's long like, that went on. It's, it's mm. like it's almost like it was written by W. H. Auden or something. Oh, I was gonna say Will Ferrell. Well, <laughs> no, it wasn't Smear with Feces, but um, <laughs> yeah. I hate Will Ferrell. Me too. Except those two movies. <laughs> That's but, um, like the one thing movie wise you wait, and wait. I agree on. <laughs> let me let me. Okay, so those two movies are gonna be Pulp Fiction, Stranger Than Fiction. Pulp Fiction is a yes, really, really fucking different movie. What about Pulp Fiction? <laughs> oh my god. I always call Stranger Than Fiction Pulp Fiction, oh. which causes a lot of confusion. I was trying to figure out the two movies that you were going to say Will Ferrell was not terrible in, and it is Stranger Than Fiction and The Other Guys. Am I right? The Other Guys is one of them. Oh, it's not Stranger The other than one's Elf. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Elf wasn't actually too bad, in my mind. They... Decide to split the party again. They convince Booker that it is, in fact, Millie in his body. And he's very quickly convinced. And very cool with the situation. Yeah. Like, very cool with the situation. And they leave Josh at his house. And they go to the police station. With the butcher in Millie's body. With the butcher. <laughs> this uh, uh, Booker is the definition of pansexual. <laughs> yeah. As I... you will see very momentarily. <laughs> Love it so much. So I, I'm saying it was Nyla, great, but that's like pansexuality. It is. It is at yeah. its core, 100. <laughs> mm-hmm. percent um, I would absolutely have an intimate moment with Vince Vaughn. Are you kidding me? So Nyla goes into the police station to get the knife. That's their plan. They're going to go get mm-hmm. the Dola back because they need to switch back bodies before midnight, or else it becomes permanent. So break into the community center where the police have a desk to yes. get the knife. <laughs> and they're like, "Man, it's dead here tonight," and like. It's a tiny little police station that has like. like I've seen movie theater kiosks that were bigger than that police station. (laughs) And in the meantime, um, uh, the butcher in Millie's body has convinced everybody to go to the old mill, which is where the butcher lives. They're going to have a total rager there. Yeah. (laughs) Nobody will ever suspect and go there. Quick side note you can call this. What? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because that's that's where he stays. So he and Millie's body is like, we could always have a party at the old mill because that's where all of his shit is. Isn't like all of his killing shit. Players? Yep. Yeah. That's what- Josh is at home. Nyla's in the police station talking to Char. Well, like. Charlemagne. Trying not to talk to Char, I guess. Yeah. And Char's like, and- I'm a bitch. You will listen to me, bitch. <laughs> and uh, Millie and Booker are in the car. And. <laughs> And Booker is like, can I just uh, sneak back up into the back of this car with you? And Millie's like, Vince yeah, Vaughan. sure, And, but in and gets Vince all Vaughan's <laughs> like, <laughs> and This is my favorite It's so good. So, Booker's like, yeah, like, I really liked that poem that you wrote, and I was really hoping that it was you that put it in my locker. And Millie in Vince Vaughn's body is like, oh no, you weren't thinking that. You were hoping it was me. Uh, and this six foot five man is like, <laughs> would be twirling his long hair if he had it. And makes some comment about how, oh, well, you know, being in this body hasn't been all bad. And Booker's like, really? What do you mean? And oh, like, I've learned some things about myself. And then it's nice to be strong. It's nice to be strong. And 
<laughs> he says the most Care Bear line in the entire movie. What line? Say it. He says the true strength doesn't come from your physical body. Oh, yeah. It comes from your heart. It comes from right in here and here. And points <laughs> points to, to the head and the heart. <laughs> and then <laughs> asks if if he can kiss her. Would it be weird if, if I said I wanted to kiss you right now? Fitz Vaughn's like, no, I don't, I don't think so. And then Vince Vaughn and this kid that's playing Booker kiss. And it's amazing. It is pretty great. And they probably had a fucking blast. Well, and then Millie goes up to touch Booker's face and his hand's like an ape hand over his head. <laughs> He's like, maybe maybe we should do this again when my hand's not bigger than your face. <laughs> and then Shar comes back into the police station for some reason and finds Nyla trying to get the knife. Because it took her less than a second to look at around the backside of this eight foot by eight foot police station and see that there's no one back there. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> she literally walked to... Because Nyla came in and she's like, the, the butcher's out there. He's hiding yeah. around back. She went out and looked back. And, and Shar's like, I'm not the brightest card in the deck. I'm going to go out there. <laughs> I won't call for backup. And Brightest card in the deck. <laughs> Brightest you know, light bulb in the shed. You know, You're like me. I'm always mixing my metaphors. <laughs> There's a chicken in the hen house or something. You know, <laughs> Brightest card in the deck would stand a reason if it was Gambit's deck. So, you know, there you go. Okay, that's fair. Um, so, meanwhile, style, back at Josh's house, Josh's mom's a stewardess and her last flight got canceled. So yes. she came home. And, and slinging peanuts. <laughs> she comes in and she's like, honey, why is Millie tied up to a chair? <laughs> and Josh is like, well, we were role playing. And, <laughs> and the butcher is like, like shaking Millie's head. And <laughs> Josh goes, she's really in character. She doesn't even, she's a method actor. She doesn't even break it. And, Never breaks character. <laughs> and his uh, mom says isn't that like a sex thing and, <laughs> and Millie behind Josh goes mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and Josh is like well yes it is but here's the thing mom I, I didn't know how to tell you but I, I'm straight <laughs> and his mom god bless her goes Josh you are a lot of things but straight is not one of them <laughs> And he says that, and the butcher in Millie's body goes, what? <laughs> and, like, looks him up and down. And, and eventually gets out of the, the ropes. Yes. And the, uh, Josh's... Well, Josh's mom goes to cut her loose, I yeah. guess. Gets a she, knife, yeah. Yeah, gets a knife to cut her loose, and uh, Not a well, she scissors. gets out of the chair and grabs the knife and... Headbutts his... His mom, I think, and she drops the knife, and then Millie, the butcher in Millie's body, grabs the knife and starts chasing them. Yeah. And <laughs> Josh leans against the bathroom door to try and keep her out, and <laughs> um, stabs through like the Shining style mm. through the door. And I was like, "Move away from the door." <laughs> Here's Millie. <laughs> um. Or Butchie, whatever. And <laughs> I how. Did they all just go separately to the police station or 
She. Well, I think Millie goes to the murder mill and. Um, not no. She goes. Millie goes to the the police. Oh, she station does first. go to the police station well, to get the, the butcher knife. in Millie's body. The butcher goes to get the knife because she realizes that either a he realizes either a he needs a stronger body and that's what I thought he was going to do. I thought the butcher was going to go and stab one of the jocks to get a stronger body, but be younger. But I guess I'll... I'd never give up that body. <laughs> the Vince Vaughn body? No, well, that one. <laughs> um, the Millie oh, body, the Millie too. Body. <laughs> I think that all he was yep, really I trying would have been to locked do into that one. was trying to keep the knife away from them. So, yeah, goes to the police. So the two of them are sitting in the back seat after having this touching moment. And Vince Vaughn, or the Millie looks up and just goes, Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> that's... I'm glad that's... I wrote on there. I didn't know where that was. Fuck! Fuck! (laughs) And they jump out of the car and go running. (laughs) That's Millie in Vince Vaughn's body in the car went fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck! Yeah, she's talking to Booker and she sees Millie go in. Yeah. Fuck! (laughs) And it's just a really great. It's just this this nice moment goes to a grinding halt. They all go inside and there's more confusion because Char doesn't know that they've been switched because and. And <laughs> Millie in Vince Vaughn's body is like, Char, just listen to me. Uh, like, <laughs> listen to me. And she isn't listening and she ends up, the butcher ends up getting a hold of the knife by cutting Nyla while Char is holding a gun on Nyla. And Char did more to detain Nyla than she did to detain the butcher. After a random string of events, uh, Char is trying to get... <laughs> what she believes to be the butcher into the only jail cell in their little police station. Puts her gun directly in his back, <laughs> standing right behind him. And this giant of a man. <laughs> um, Josh hits the gun out of Char's hand. Is that what I'm remembering? Um, no, it was Booker. No. no, one of them just yells something and makes her turn. And Char's like, hawa. Oh. And then oh. Vince Vaughn like, Bap, you're in there, yeah, and now. puts her, puts Char in the in the jail cell. I love the way that Vince Vaughn. Just, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It'll all make sense later. And then says, <laughs> "I really thought your hamster could swim. I'm sorry." <laughs> <laughs> just closes the gate and leaves. And they never they never talk about it. And I love that they keep that in. Just, I really thought your hamster could swim. I'm really sorry. <laughs> this all makes sense later. I promise. Bye. <laughs> Is Char the sheriff or a deputy? Deputy. I would assume just Because if you were the sheriff, after all this, wouldn't you sit down with her and be like, listen, Char, <laughs> I got some questions. You're you're not a bad officer, but there's things that need addressed. <laughs> and how much of this was handled. Oh, my God. I was reviewing the security footage from the station last night. <laughs> and uh, you're, you're on thin ice now. <laughs> so uh, they all go to the mill to find Millie. Yes. <laughs> Millie's body. Millie's at the mill. Um and Millie has arrived and uh in a this... police car. <laughs> <laughs> so Millie. Um the butcher goes in and and is approached by a jock who's like, oh, I thought you oh, I thought you would have been off with it's Booker. Dry like, vagina guy. It's the same jock, yeah. It's, yeah. No, no, no. No, this is a different jock that approaches her first and makes some comment about, oh. I thought you would have been off with Booker. Like, you, you just It's the didn't... really good doghouse making jock. Yeah. And. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. <laughs> <laughs> 
You all right? <laughs> got a wine bottle butcher in there. Some wine bottle throat. So, um, he walks past him and then goes up to the three or the 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 sandpaper vagina jock, <laughs> and um, I remembered at this point. Right now, just remember if you have my a brain. child that's going to be a pull, you might as well name him Sandpaper. <laughs> so, um, I just remembered that uh, while Millie was in the bathroom and Vince Vaughn's body was in the the men's room, and mm. saw um, some bathroom graffiti, graffiti that said <laughs> um, Millie Bressler is a cock gobbler. <laughs> I am not a cock gobbler. <laughs> it was, I think, shortly before, shortly after, he says, or she says in his body, this standing up thing is to pee is actually pretty great. And then it starts flop, flop, flop. Goes, you guys got to get in here. It's like a floppy anteater. <laughs> also, we skipped over the part where he's in the bathroom, Millie's in the bathroom, and the the kid that barks at her comes in oh, and yeah. he's like, dude, like uh, he calls him some, some slang, some derogatory term. He's like, get out of the bathroom. And then Vince Vaughn stands up over top the stall door <laughs> and looks down at him. He he's goes, like, oh, sorry, sir. Sorry, sorry. I didn't know who was in there. <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't mean it, sir. I, I thought you were my friend. <laughs> Towers over him like the dark eye of Sauron or something. <laughs> and then picks him up bodily and just lifts him up against the wall. And then he starts peeing. And then he threatens him <laughs> says, you won't, you won't, uh, threaten or bully uh Millie Millie, or, her friends again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or any other kid and i will come back and i will kill you <laughs> starts being anyway so um, yes they all get to this impromptu homecoming party that the kids are throwing in spite of the fact that there's been multiple murders some of them they haven't talked about so maybe the kids don't even know about them but here's my thing in every one of these movies they're like <laughs> impromptu party at whatever house and it's less than 10 hours later it's less than five hours later and there's legitimately hundreds if not possibly over a thousand dollars worth of decorations and lights and oh, i thought you were going with that and, i thought you were going to say how many kids were there <laughs> that's it and hundreds maybe thousands of dollars in decorations in, <laughs> did they get permits i don't think they did where's the electricity coming from they had a dj like there was Booze. all kinds of shit going who on. fronted the money for all of this and who fucking set it up no kid mr meth man probably did <laughs> yeah <laughs> no kid is going to have that much devotion to throwing a party that they're going to spend that money steal that money to spend that money and then put those decorations up teenagers are lazy fucking assholes I know I was one for you know, a couple days <laughs> so Millie takes the sandpaper vagina jock out to the back and his two <laughs> friends are there and he says the gets, rapiest line of the movie Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> even the one where Josh admitted that he was being rapey isn't quite as rapey as this kid saying by my calculations you have three holes and there are three of us so yeah <laughs> if you're a woman in that situation I totally support what happens next if you do it <laughs> <laughs> which is murder <laughs> Hey, you have been threatened with bodily harm. You have a right to defend yourself. Uh, the if butcher, you have a chainsaw, use it. Butcher. I mean, I mean, yes, but <laughs> I might have a hard time explaining that one to the cops. Yes, I had time to start this chainsaw. <laughs> yes, I had time to. Yes, he was crawling away. But you can for sure stab the shit out of him. Yeah. 
Uh, yes, like I said before, movie tip. If, don't take that as legal advice. If you no, stab the shit no, no, out of somebody, no, no. be like, Max said I could. Nap, nap, I will deny it from here to kingdom come. Our <laughs> blanket statement is always, don't take our advice, but we're going to give it. Just don't take it. It's like, I don't know. Yes, so they make us hate these jocks and want them to die so that we don't feel bad when they do. So she breaks a booze bottle and slashes the one's throat. (laughs) She breaks it over the head of one of them. Yeah. And that knocks him out. And then instead of running away, (laughs) the sandpaper jock goes, (laughs) Why'd you do that to my friends? (laughs) What the fuck? Why'd you do that? Run away. You're such a jerk. I can't believe you do that. Can't believe you murdered them. Uh, that's when the butcher grabs the the chainsaw, revs it up, and then, um, the the dude starts backing up and trips over the legs of one of his friends, and then mm. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. The butcher chainsaws his crotch. Yeah, <laughs> I am fully in support of that. Uh, and then does some other butchering afterwards. Yeah, cuts heads off see. and things. But um, there was one thing I actually kind of wanted to see that they didn't do in this movie. And, and I would have happily taken one of the other scenes that ran on a little too long and cut it out for just a couple minute scene. I really wanted them to have the butcher in Millie's body do really well one day in shop class, like really well building something because he uses a lot of instruments of death that are typically used for woodworking and other more mundane activities. I wanted to believe that, you know, he had some kind of special skill, not special skill, but was more experience with that kind of stuff they'd be able to make some really nice thing and the the teacher would be like wow you've really been like studying or something i just i don't know why i just thought that would be kind of a fun thing to have um because then later on he clearly is able to maintain this chainsaw because it starts if any if you know anything about two-stroke engines it starts on one freaking pole so i mean two-stroke engines (laughs) that's pretty impressive i could do just enough to keep my lawnmower running yeah got to mix the oil and the gas and make sure it's all working right and then the smoke comes up and it's blue and that's a good thing apparently i don't know (laughs) so my point is that he clearly had some kind of mechanical knowledge and was able to work on small engines so it would have been nice to see a scene where he did well in shop class but they didn't have that they had the scene where he talks to she talks to her mom in vince von's body for like 15 minutes and it's just kind of a little long Moving That's on. a tangent for you. So hey, I'm this explanation of what you thought they should have done different is getting long. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was good. I agree. Thanks. They come in and split up again, and because they have like 15 <laughs> minutes, yeah, until midnight, yeah, which is when they're stuck forever. Yes, and Booker says, "I'll give you my watch with a countdown." And but he makes a comment early in the movie that he always sets his watch five minutes ahead. Five minutes ahead. That's so he's you, never late. You'll never be late. And then yeah, flashes his like. beautiful smile. Ding ding. He does have a, a winning he smile. He does. Looks like the younger brother of the kid that played Phil of the Future, which you two probably don't know what Phil that is. Phil of the Future? Yeah. It was a Disney is that a Channel Back show. Back to the Future thing? No, it was a Disney Channel show. You guys remember Mighty Max? But it was yes. a good show. Um, I thought so, that was Mad Max for a while. But it's not. <laughs> he's Australian, you know. <laughs> But right. I know he there was a hat and a bird man and so yeah. guy with a metal arm and two swords. Yep. Josh goes off with the remaining jock that didn't go back with the others. And he's all like hitting on him and stuff. The the jock is hitting on Josh. I don't know that he hits on him, he just full on just kisses him. Well out of he, nowhere. He made some kind of flirty, like, hey, I wanna go where nobody else is kind of comments before I guess that maybe. happened. And then because it was enough <laughs> that me as an audience member was like, uh, this is gonna get weird. 
And so they go back and this dude kisses kisses Josh. And Josh is like, dude, and pushes him. And then, of course, the guy's like, don't you tell anyone about this. Don't tell anyone about it. And Josh is like, hmm, really (laughs) self-aware. I got shit I gotta do. (laughs) (laughs) And... If someone asked me if I wanted to go where there were less people, the answer is always yes. Because I'm always striving to be where there's less people. <laughs> Will you also leave after you take me there? <laughs> then yes. Um, and then Millie, the butcher in Millie's body, shoves a hook through the mm. paper that's hanging <laughs> up there and hooks the gay jock in the eye. Yeah, someone, and, scra- someone scraped away all the drywall on the backside of that, so it's just the paper on one side left. <laughs> He probably did. Probably. <laughs> She's like, this is going to be my hook hole. <laughs> Which I kind of wondered for a minute because they made that, that Josh made that comment early on about how there was no, there's no other gay men in the town, no other younger gay or bisexual men that he could have any kind of relationship with. And they made that whole thing earlier. And that was where the kind of rapey comment came in. And I was kind of wondering if this was going to be something where they would, you know, end up being having a relationship later. It was actually going to be kind of nice. And then immediately, whenever it turned into M- that, immediately, immediately, <laughs> Amicum immediately. Oh, it got stuck in my lugs. <laughs> got stuck in my boot. Just They're zip like it really up. Really luggy let's... boots. Like, look at mm-hmm. that. Let's, no context for that. Just zip it back. <laughs> put it back in your pants. <laughs> so, as soon as he pushed him away and and he started being an asshole. I realized very quickly, I was like, oh, okay, so it's not going to be nice. He's going to die. And Loading then, up some butcher fodder here. And then, <laughs> hook. <laughs> and that was it. Um, and it looked like a hay hook at first, and then it looked like a sickle. It oh kind of, it, it put me in mind of, of like, both, the hook man. Like, the, the couple at Lover's Lane, they drive off with their car, and whenever they get home, they realize that the hook is still attached to their car. Like, that's what <laughs> I thought. The because the call was coming from inside their car. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I thought they were, were nodding at there. Um, but they, (laughs) uh, the butcher and Millie's body comes out, um, to where Josh is and attacks Josh. She, Josh runs and she, he in Millie's body runs after him. And that's when Booker and, uh, Millie in the butcher's body meet up at the, in the middle okay. and they all start, they go to grapple and Millie is very clearly overpowering her body. And, and Nyla shows up at one point and they're all scuffling and kerfuffling and <laughs> <laughs> Josh. But it's really just the one killer actually <laughs> that they're trying to subdue. Yes. Josh calls, or this might have been earlier, I don't remember, but um, somebody calls Millie her instead of him, and Nyla's like, pronouns, that's him! (laughs) I think Booker is referring to, because he goes, ah, like he's trying to figure out how this all works now. So it's earlier whenever Booker wakes up, I think. They end up scuffling, and then they finally pin the butcher down. And then the alarm goes off on the watch. Mm. And, and they're like, oh, Millie's no, like, it's too late. <laughs> it's too late. <laughs> and then Josh is like, wait, where's the bells? They're not tolling. It's 12 o'clock. <laughs> and <laughs> Millie's like, flashback to when Booker said that he sets his watch five minutes ahead. But he didn't say it. And I appreciate that. And this was one of my main gripes with the movie uh, Brightburn. 
because she doesn't just jump out of the window and they don't just have a flashback, but she actually all but looks at the camera and says, the ship, it cut him. As though we're not smart enough to fucking remember that. But in this movie, at least they don't like grab the camera and focus on him and flash back to that scene and then have him fucking say it. It would have been funnier if they had done that because this is a satire movie. I guess. I think. But in normal circumstances, yes, it's re- it's a really good thing. So it's just it's just Millie going, oh, he said his watch five minutes ahead so that he's never late. And that's when they realize it's it's OK. And then he goes over and boops. So whenever they realize that there's still time, the butcher gets stabbity stabbed by yeah. they do the whole ziggurat thing again mm-hmm. it's um, almost the exact same spot that he stabs him in too yeah she stabs herself in i think that was on <laughs> purpose maybe don't stab an she old wound that herself. sounds gross because it didn't kill her the last time so uh, stab her there again don't open up old wounds and I then wasn't even shut for a day oh, yeah. oh then the cops show up and nyla's like shoot her <laughs> Shoot her! Yeah. <laughs> this time they do. And they do. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> and, well, before that, whenever the cops first came into the mill, they were like, pew, pew, into the air to get yeah. kids out of there. And I was like, <laughs> that seems really dangerous. <laughs> yeah, I mean, stampeding is still a thing that people do. And also, what if it had, like, ricocheted off of something on the ceiling? Like... <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Some teenager's dead. Sorry. Oh, no. The butcher shot someone. <laughs> <laughs> With my gun. <laughs> um, and mm. so then the butcher is taken by ambulance and um, in his body. And Millie is back in her body. And um, and everything is good and great forever. Uh, for five minutes. For five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> they get uh, Millie's mom and sister get her home and her and her Millie and her mom are snuggling and just being really cute. And then her mom and her sister go to bed and Millie gets up to go get a drink or something. And she hears noises and I think she hears the sound of the door opening or creaking. Oh yeah. And goes over and the doors open. Yeah. And she's all walking through the house. Shar. Char, Char, and this is the part that kind of bothered me. Is this had absolutely no? We have no suspense with this because we know what's going to happen. We know that he's going to come back. <laughs> I thought this was all unnecessary. <laughs> they showed us him take. Well, I guess surreptitiously, and even though these are this is a trained EMT that was working on him, they didn't notice that he had taken the pulse ox off of his finger. So that's why it starts going beep and it sounds like he's dead because he just took it off his freaking finger in the ambulance and they didn't notice. And then I guess from there he murders everyone in the ambulance and the one that's driving. So there is no question of what's going to happen. There is no, there's no misdirect here. Like there's no even potential for misdirect. They just show you that it's, he's going to come back and try to murder her. They didn't show you him killing the EMTs. No, but we're supposed to assume that. It's implied. How else would he have gotten out of there and gotten Um, to where she is now? But... Also, those bullet wounds don't seem to be slowing him down at all. <laughs> he was gut shot, too. That's yeah. There was at least one in the gut. Really bad place to be shot. <laughs> and two in his bicep. Yeah. <laughs> that would pretty much ruin the On top of, of the stab arm. wounds. Like. <laughs> yeah. But, um. <laughs> so, he, he comes in and starts, like. Being all weird and like, I've been in your body. I know what it feels like to be in that anxiety-ridden body yeah. and like things like that. And I'm like, oh. I feel like that's a state of mind out. thing. Well, I mean, anxiety does 
bring on physical effects. I guess, like, but my anxiety makes me clench my jaw and hunch my back and pull in my shoulders. And so my back is in constant knots and my jaw always hurts. This is the part where I'm going to take issue with that because that's your brain doing that to your body, not your body doing it to your brain. No, but, but it the would brain have the physical effects chemistry on your is still the same. You think? Like, if you possess my body, it's eventually you would have a need to go smoke, although you may not know what that feels like. It's true. But you'd be like, why am I going yeah. nuts? Well, you need to I feel hungry, but I just <laughs> ate. I don't know what this is. Do I have to pee? And mental health <laughs> is, a, is a health thing. Like, it's... I, I mean, I'm not I'm not arguing that. I just I just meant that because your essence, your, your soul, your personality, your whatever, would be transferred, I just felt like maybe that would... You wouldn't necessarily automatically know what those things were that they were caused by anxiety. You wouldn't immediately get into this body and be like, oh man, this person's really got high anxiety. They're triggered by everything. <laughs> I feel like you would just get into their body and think, man, this person's really, really tense all the time. Like I got to work the knots out of these muscles. I, I guess. I don't, know. Uh-huh. I don't know. I thought it was a little weird, but whatever. It's fine. It's no worse than anything else. But um, Char, Mom, and Millie basically are badass woman team and take this bitch out. And yeah, they have a chance to prove they are strong. <laughs> and she plows a spear through his heart. <laughs> There's one thing she said when they first started fighting him that I took issue with. What's that? She said, I know something from being in your body. Having balls sucks. <laughs> I was like, that's not something not you- nice. <laughs> I mean, when it's a weakness in that instance, like, because that was something that took her out while she was in his body was getting kicked in the nuts but in the context it seemed like a slur against men to me having balls sucks you Uh, think everything is a slur against men i (laughs) i didn't take it that way i took it more as a this is a weakness i can exploit kind of thing but i did think that it was stupid that you don't need to be in a man's body to know that that's something that you can do because it's been done a million times in a million different movies I mean, and maybe Millie just thought that they were overreacting in movies and stuff like that. And then whenever she was actually in that body, she was like, oh, fuck, this actually does suck. This is going to get me in trouble. Like- but I guess if you were watching <laughs> soccer or any kind of martial arts competition, you might think that they were overreacting because they do tend to do that a lot. <laughs> oh, no. They threw a kick vaguely near my crotch. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Don't they wear cups to protect that? Like, I don't. It doesn't matter. They overreact. Okay. That's like. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have gotten into I don't this. know anything about sports. So. <laughs> I just think it's funny. <laughs> or having balls, for that matter. <laughs> Sometimes a cup doesn't matter. Sometimes a cup just like, distributes the force equally across your entire balls <laughs> instead of just <laughs> one spot. All right. So she she takes a, a like a leg chair or a coffee table. A leg chair? A leg chair, chair leg. Mm-hmm. Or a coffee table leg. One of the two. And, and shoves it through his heart. And her sister's like, damn. And then Millie's final line is, I am a fucking piece. Yeah. And that's where the movie ends. It's supposed to be like, yeah, she's empowered now. She understands that she's a strong, independent woman and she can kill people all on her own. She's a strong, independent woman and she don't need no man's body. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because she she drives it with her. She stabs him with it once. And then as he's slowly staggering and falls to his knees she drop kicks it and drives it through his chest completely yeah. so cool. I, yeah. <laughs> I still think this whole sequence was unnecessary yeah, it really they was. could have ended it at the ambulances it was a trope done. they had to do it it is and that's the thing like they were doing satirical tropes like throughout the entire thing and that's one of the biggest ones is that freddy krueger jason mike myers leatherface all of them they all 
die, but they don't actually die. And yeah. so they needed to do that somehow, and that, that was their way of doing it. So I shot him with my gun that fires bullets. <laughs> I thought there was going to be, like, some body-switching shenanigans at the end of the movie. Yeah. Like, that it didn't actually work. The butcher was going to go around, like, stabbing other kids to be, like, different people. Yeah, and they'd find Millie and, and grab her and throw her to the ground and then go to stab her and they'd find out it was the jock in her Sandpaper body. Sandpaper vagina, man. Yeah, that's what I thought was going to happen, too. Because he says, the butcher says, as he's trying to break through the door at Jeff's house, he says, oh, this body's useless. Josh. And then... Did I say Jeff's house? You said Jeff. Josh. At Josh's house. He says his body's useless and goes to pull the knife, or does pull the knife out of the door and then leaves. Yeah. And I thought that that was a clear indication that, oh, he's going to get a better body because he has the knife now to do that. <laughs> but no, it's, he just apparently is okay with it, I guess. I thought that it was going to be that the the transformation back didn't work and that the butcher was still in Millie's body and they killed Millie. Flash forward oh, no. six months later and Vince Vaughn and uh, Booker are married. <laughs> going on their honeymoon and he picks Booker and picks him up and takes him over the threshold alright alright Kitty so, this is your movie so. it is my movie um, my favorite part was was the car scene was the, the Vince Vaughn and Booker kiss scene was really funny So that's my favorite part too yeah my favorite part was just that they got Vince Vaughn because he was the perfect choice for this. <laughs> he was. Uh, my least favorite part was the poem part because it was awkward and uncomfortable and I didn't like it. Hmm. My least favorite part was the the changing room scene. Like, oh, man. Yeah. This has been unnecessary. I'm bored. <laughs> uh, my least favorite part of this movie wasn't a scene. Uh, it was the fact that they had the opportunity to make this a parody movie and, and not go full on scary movie parody, but also do like make fun of these tropes. And I feel like a lot of times all they did was do the tropes, but it was supposed to be funny because they were making fun of them, but it wasn't really, it just kind of felt like they were just doing the tropes and they were about as effective as they would be in any other movie. So I was a little bit frustrated that they kind of missed their chance to do something that I thought could have been really funny and was at a different level than I think what they were intending to do. The scariest part for me was the teenagers. No, it, it wasn't really a scary movie. So, yeah, I can't really pick a part that was scary for me. Mm. I feel very similarly to this as I do to, to Halloween. Like, there's not it. Like, I understand what they're trying to do, but it's not the type of movie that actually scares me. Mm. The only thing I really slightly moved me in a Horrorly fashion. Yeah. Was the ziggurat appearing. Mm. Mm. It was very Lovecraftian when that happened. Yeah. That's the only thing that like just gently tickled my horror spot. Because <laughs> it's something you would see in like a Lovecraft book or something. Yeah. You know. All but, right. I mean. It's, it's, the old ones. The temples of the old ones appearing out of nothingness. Yeah. Yeah. The mountains of madness. Mm. My overall rating for this movie I'm going to give it an 8. I feel overall. like we switch these a lot between horror and overall. We do. That's fine. I guess it doesn't matter. Max. My overall rating's 10 out of 10. I nice. liked it. Yeah. It was, it was refreshing. Um, it was a really good movie. Yeah. It, it was just entertaining. Like, Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I watched it. <laughs> and I'll probably watch it again this year. Yeah. I mean, we bought it. So we're, we're yeah. definitely going to watch it again to make up for the fact that we paid 
fifteen dollars for it. I'm just glad Owen Wilson wasn't in it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. All right, wow. all right, all right. <laughs> That's not Owen Wilson. No. <laughs> nope. Is that Matthew McConaughey? Yep. Yeah, I get them confused. It's fine. <laughs> Uh, my overall rating for this movie is going to be a nine because I love Vince Vaughn, but there were some things that I did not love about this movie and I'm rating this movie just on its own merits, not as a horror movie, just overall. I thought it was a good movie. That's usually what we do whenever we do an overall rating. I guess so. Horror rating. I'm going to give it like a two, which I think is the lowest that I've given a movie in this podcast. Setting a record for myself. I'm giving it a zero. (laughs) Yeah, that's going to be my vote. It wasn't scary at all. There was no part of this. It wasn't meant to be. There were parts that made me uncomfortable, and if things make me uncomfy, then I I tend to give it a a little bit of something. There was definitely some uncomfortableness, but... but... (laughs) It wasn't uncomfortable in a way that was... that I expected from this movie, or that I would have... I don't know. It, yeah, no. Zero. I, I, I thought about it a lot, and it's a zero for me. I mean, I think, honestly, the scariest part would be being body swapped with somebody like that. Like, yeah. That is literally the scariest part. <laughs> waking up... I mean, waking up in, in his... What's the word I'm looking for? Lair. Boudoir. Lair. Mm. Um, I, that would be horrifying. Like, waking up and being like, where the fuck... Am I? And there's like dead shit everywhere, and like, <laughs> but nope. I mean, yeah, I, I give it a two. So, all right. Um, well, that's one of our highest overall ratings, and one absolutely by far the lowest horror rating we've given any movie. What has ten so far? Midsummer, Mama. I think oh. I gave those both tens for both. The highest rating overall for for both horror and as a movie in general was His House. That's our highest. His, yes, his house between the three of us aggregately. Yes, Midsummer was the next. I told you I was so excited I found that movie. I thought it was going to be good. Midsummer was the next. Then it was. And <laughs> then was. <laughs> uh, after that was uh, Mama. Mm-hmm. Mama, I think, is the. Mama was the first one that we gave a really high rating to. Or it might have been Midsummer. I don't know. Uh, but those are our three. Those are our all time um, highs. So. Um, really quick, I don't know if we had hit it at this point last week, last time, but we have hit a thousand listens. Who wins? We are at a high point. I'm very excited about. It's pretty awesome. That's, I am too. Thank you guys. It sounded sarcastic, but I meant it. I was no. like, woo. You got to yeah. do the uh, Harrison Ford. <laughs> Yahoo! <laughs> As you're flying under the Millennium Falcon. Um, but thank you guys for listening and getting us this yeah. far. Like, that's super awesome, and we really appreciate it. We're yeah, going to stop apologizing for the way that we run our podcast, because apparently <laughs> you guys don't give a shit. You still listen to us anyway. So you know what you're in for. Um, I do want to say just a couple of general little housekeeping things really quick. Don't forget to check out our friends over at Land of the Creeps and Phantom Galaxy. Um, and the great we actu- Bill Van Bagel. Yes, we Van actually have Bill discussed it, and hopefully sometime in the next <laughs> like two months or so, we're going to be able to have Bill come on as a guest on one of our episodes. Oh, Bill. So the next eight episodes. Um, Keep an ear out. Yes. And um, also, if you feel so inclined to give us a five-star review on iTunes, and I see it, I will give you a little shouty outy on our our podcast that so. sounds that sounds i don't like that, don't that. <laughs> i feel like shouty you outie. are sitting backwards on a chair with your hat on backwards <laughs> saying that give you shouty outie maybe i am 
You don't know. I do, though, and I don't like I it. I bet you usually <laughs> sit in the chair the front way. <laughs> and wear your hat the right way. <laughs> there is no right or wrong. But not here, because this is hip-hop. Yeah. All right. So just keep that in mind and um, keep listening, because we like it when you listen. And if you weren't listening, then we would be doing this just to talk to each other, which we can do anytime, so. That was the whole point of this. Yeah. Was to just record what we do all the time. <laughs> it's basically just turning the microphones on. That's it. <laughs> oh, also, if you sign up for our Patreon, um, we've started cutting out bloopers and we will throw some bloopers up onto our Patreon for you to enjoy. It's true. Um, and by bloopers, I mean they're tangents that we don't feel like leaving in. Otherwise, each of these podcast episodes would be like four hours long. So The last one I edited, I got down to like two and a half hours. It's yeah. the best I could do. Yeah, that's how I felt with The Conjuring. It's a Sisyphean task. But, all right. So, that's everything. It's It's not everything. Oh. Fix picks. I was going to say, it's not everything. Fix picks. I'm so flattered that you remember that it is my pick. (laughs) All right. So, um, I'm tired of Kitty's incessant prattling on about how I don't pick movies that are her definition of horror. Mm. So, Hot Fuzz is not horror. We do have to hear a lot of that. I'm going to pick this one (laughs) in the hopes that it will metaphorically shut her up. I just, okay, real quick, I just want to classify, I'm not gatekeeping over here. If you think a movie is a horror movie, it's a horror movie, that's great. I am disappointed whenever somebody's like, hey, want to watch a horror movie? And then they pick something like Triangle. I'm not gatekeeping. I would like to point out, there were no ghosts or demons in this movie. Slasher is a type of horror film. But not by your definition. Yes, not by Kitty's definition. So you're, which apparently is fluid as well. I'm fluid everywhere. Uh, It doesn't matter. Uh, What is it? What's the term? Gender fluid? Is that it? Horror fluid. Horror fluid just sounds like blood. I'm I'm genre fluid, fluid, I think. (laughs) I'm not Um, sure what that means, but we're going to figure it out. (laughs) That's going to be our next podcast, is finding out in what way is Max's fluid. (laughs) So, anyway, the movie that I'm going to pick in the hope that she'll get off my back so to speak for a little bit and maybe I'll have a little bit of leeway to pick something else that I'd like to do we're gonna do one of the most horrifying ghost movies I've ever seen it is called Last Shift yes I'm actually very excited about this I like this movie Mm, a lot yeah I can get into this it is very much ghosts it is very much horror and it is very much every definition that Kitty has so far given for what a horror movie is is it alright so we're watching session nine nope we're watching Last Shift (laughs) yes I'm sorry, Last. do you want to tell me what, 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 what my pick is now? Because my picks, pick wasn't picks, good enough for you. Our kitty's picks. I don't want to do session nine. I just, I'm putting out, I don't ever want to do session nine. It's, it's, it's not worth it. It's not a bad movie, in my opinion. I just don't think it's it's not bad, but I just don't want to watch it. 